We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right-handed hitters dating back to the start of last season. Ricard, too cheap. Anytime you can get a leadoff bat at minimum price, you take advantage. I think we do that tonight here with Joey Ricard at just $7. All right, we want to pick up Martin Perez. Let's stay with Baltimore. Let's stay in the outfield with the red-hot Trey Mancini, $20. So this guy absolutely crushing it start the season. You know, hitting well over 330. 23 runs scored already in the team's first 26 games. Also six home runs. So you're getting the power, and you see that in that ISO number, 355 against lefties to start the season. Woba sitting at a nice 500 for him, and a lot of hard contact here for Trey Mancini. Hard contact rate against lefties also over 50% to start this season. So we talked about Perez, the weighted OBA over 400. The hard contact over 43%. Those two are not good. Win combined, good for us. Not good for Perez. Loving Baltimore, but really liking the spot for Trey Mancini at $20. All right, let's move to the infield here with Whit Merrifield. Also $20. It's the lowest price we've got on them since the third game of the season. So, you know, yes, yeah, a buy low. You're saving a few dollars, but every dollar counts here on Yahoo. You see over his last 231 at-bats, we're talking about a 400-weighted OBA against left-handed pitching. So far this season, nice 333 ISO for him. And when we break down the pitches like we like to do here in the Fantasy Bar, with Merrifield, a 350-weighted OBA against all three of the primary pitches that Tyler Skaggs is going to use. Not only that, Skaggs has had his issues with righties. Shocking. 363. Woba, 250 is at ISO, so giving up power as well. And a lot of hard contact, like we saw with Perez. 43% for Skaggs as well. With Merrifield, a great buy low. Sitting atop that Kansas City lineup. I'm talking about a buy low. Let's move on and go over to third base with Matt Carpenter. Just $16. No, I know it's been a struggle for Matt Carpenter to start the season, but this price really jumped off the page to me. I think it's a little bit too cheap. This feels like a spot where he should get it going in the old beer gut. Your intuition, that's telling me we're going to get a breakout game here for Matt Carpenter against the righty. Again, the number's not great to start the season, but the long-range track record is there. We know this is a dude that hits righties well. You go back to 2018, include those stats. We're talking about an ice over 260, a Woba at almost 400, and a high-value hit rate over 11%. And DeScalfini, a guy that's really struggled with lefties throughout his career, this has been the Achilles heel for him. 394 Woba allowed. Hard contact rate at almost 42% and a ton of power as well. 290 ISO. And then Carpenter breaks out in a big way, goes yard here, and you get all that for just $16. All right, starting pitcher time. Let's go out to LA. Injin Ryu, $44. 
So probably butchered his name here a little bit, but you know who I'm talking about. And I love this matchup here with Pittsburgh. We're talking about a guy that's been very consistent to start the season. 24 more Yahoo points in three of his four starts. And Pittsburgh, this is a great matchup. You know, there's not a lot of bats in that lineup that scare me. You look at the lineup, everyone but one in that projected lineup, 20% or higher strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. And you start looking at pitches, don't match up there well either for Pittsburgh. You know, the pitch types that Ryu uses, not good for the Pittsburgh hitters. So, feels a bit too cheap. An elite matchup, a guy that's pitching well, loving Ryu tonight. All across the industry, but love this price on Yahoo at just $44. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your beast of the night? Get in the comment section. Let me know your favorite play. While you're there on YouTube, as I always say, guys, you enjoy the fantasy bar. You like stopping by and checking out the video. All I ask in return, take a second, click that thumbs up button. really helps us out. And thank you, as always. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the beast of the night. All right, beast time. We're going to go to first base. A guy that's quickly becoming a favorite here in the fantasy bar. First baseman, Daniel Vogelbach, $19. Tonight's beast of the night. I actually love this guy. Watching him hit. The dude is a monster. He's been tearing it up to start the season and been very good to us when we've had him here at the fantasy bar. So we're going to go back to the well here on Vogelbach. Absolutely love this matchup. We'll get to that in a minute. But just tearing up right-handed pitching. 455 ISO, a 506 Woba, a hard contact rate over 50%. I mentioned the matchup. I see Shelby Miller on a slate. My eyes light up. I get excited. I start stacking the other team. And I'm certainly going to do that here. With Seattle, I could go on and on about Shelby Miller. Just know a Wobo over 400 allowed, an ISO over 260 allowed, a hard contact rate over 50% to left-handed hitters. Righty's not much better, so don't be afraid to get some righties in there as well. But Seattle in a tremendous spot here tonight, under $20. And this is the best play across the industry. Daniel Vogelbach, $19, easily my favorite play on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for Friday and for this week here in the Fantasy Bar. Any questions, comments, as always, get in that comment section. Get your beast of the night in there. Don't forget promo, promo code GRINDERS30 for that deposit bonus on Yahoo. And follow me on Twitter as well. Love talking baseball over there at BeermakersFan. For RotoGrinders.com, I am Beer Sansalu. Best of luck here tonight, guys, and best of luck this weekend. We'll be back next week with more from the Fantasy Bar. We'll see you. It's time to find out who's the sharpest better on the SharpSide app. We are excited to roll out SharpSide Streak Contest presented by FanDuel. All you have to do is build your streak by stringing together as many winning picks as you can all for free on the SharpSide mobile app. Swipe as many picks as you want from a variety of player props and game lines. If you see the lock icon after you swipe, that means it's time to lock that bet in to be your favorite swiped pick. Remember, only one lock pick can be made at a given time, so choose wisely. Once that lock bet resolves, you're eligible to select another lock pick. Two or more winning lock bets in a row, and you start your streak. The best thing of all, you can earn FanDuel credit by being the user with the longest active streak at the end of our milestone dates. We'll be giving away $2,000 in FanDuel credit all the way through May 2nd. To show how sharp you are and play for free, be sure to download the SharpSide app, available for iOS and Android. It's the SharpSide Street Contest, presented by FanDuel. And remember, you always want to be on the sharp side. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to the Yahoo Tournament Edition on Roto Grinders. I'm Eric Trainer, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that I I'm, I don't know, Bobby. Whatever happened with this whole thing where you're going to be on like a dating show? Is that still happening, or is that off? No, I decided not to do it. Um, oh. I was I had to lie. I would have had to lie for six weeks about well, if it went well, about having a child, and it wasn't so much the your daughter was begging me to do it. By the way, um, it was more just the fact that it was. It, it was the what am I what am I winning what if I come across like that on TV for six weeks? I mean, you're winning. Get you to a wife, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't understand. I, I wanted to see it. Like, if I, and of course, I'm being selfish here. Like, you, I've been like, yeah, he came across kind of sleazy, but I know that guy. I'm disappointed. I wanted to see you on there, but I understand. I understand why you wouldn't want to do it. You know, you are a good dude, which I can respect. I guess. So how you doing, man? How's everything been going? That's going pretty good. I had a little bit of struggles with baseball so far. Just like I've had some close calls and I've had some decent days on short slates, but just like I'm playing like not fully stacking as much. And I think that you're going to have more like, okay, you're going to be hanging in there more, but like there's been teams that have just gone completely off. So I'm just sort of not quite beating those teams. I'm feeling really good about this slate though. I really like this. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be doing a show with you, man. Yeah, it's good to see you as well. You know, I've kind of been doing the same thing where main slates, I'm down a little bit this year. Short slates, I've been crushing. And, you know, we you talk about the non-stacking thing. We were talking about this a little bit pre-show where everybody you know, everybody just loves to stack. And on these big slates, like tonight's 15-game slate, right? On these big slates, I actually think stacking is the way to go because you're going to have a few teams going off for 14, 15 runs. You're just going to need as much exposure as possible to them. But on the shorter slates, it just doesn't really make sense to stack because what are we doing when we stack? We want these teams to go off for double digits. But if they're only three games, it's pretty unlikely that, you know, pretty unlikely that one team, let alone two teams, are going to go off for that many runs. So I'm with you there. I don't know, Bobby. Do you think tonight's a stacking night? So for me, I, I tend to not stack more than four on DraftKings anyway, in general. Um, I think that it makes a lot more sense on FanDuel for a lot of reasons, as we all know. But like DraftKings, Yahoo, it's a little bit different, um, obviously. But I think that I, I, I like some four-man stacks. I don't think I'm five-man stacking on most of my full teams. I'll have some on my smaller buy-in stuff. But mostly, I, I still like the, the idea of home run hunting on these giant slates and trying to pick, you know, the, those the, the big stacks, the mini stacks. The problem is you see Shelby Miller against, you know, against <laughs> Seattle and you want to play all nine guys. So yeah, I, exactly. I don't know. I'm sure I'll have some of them. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm kind of with you there. You look at teams like Seattle, you know, there are obviously going to be some other teams that we're going to be focusing on tonight. And, you know, normally on a slate this big, you would expect there to be more gas cans. And that's just not the case tonight. The pitching is, I mean, absolutely loaded. And I think this is one of those nights where it's going to be really tough to save money at pitcher. Because you've got guys like Scherzer. I'm going to skip to Grom because that game's not going to go. It's it's re- orange red according to Roth. I'm just. I, are you ignoring Milwaukee, New York as well? Yep. All right. So, but you got guys like Paxton. There is no way I'm paying 47 bucks on Yahoo for Carlos Rodon. I don't like the spot for Charlie Morton. But then you know Ryu Bumgarner. I like Bumgarner a lot tonight, and I just see. A lot of these guys, and I think, man, there are just so many good names up here. There's such a great opportunity for these guys to score really big. I'm really struggling to find a way to save a ton of pitcher today. Are you building the same way? Yeah, but I, I think there's enough value where you can do it. And, I, I mean, right now, like in my big, you know, big, big buy-in tournaments, I, I have two pretty stud pitchers. Because it's not that much of a savings for the guys who you're jumping down to, and there are a couple of hitter bats you can take shots on, and they're names that we laugh at and we talk about how these guys are terrible. 
these guys just keep up putting up 10 to 20s for me. Like I, I'm going to keep playing them. Um, and you know, that weird value and, and just hope it pays off because I, I really feel like no one, you know, as long as people don't keep playing that, that strange value, uh, I, I'm going to keep doing it and, and stack up my, my pitchers. The problem is I feel like we should be looking to pay down, but there's really like only like two spots that are paying in, in Matt, but Mad Bum is not really paying down. Carlos Rodon is not really paying down. I think Daniel Norris, even though I'm interested in the White Sox, like is kind of interesting because he's played, he's pitched well against this team, but a 6.9. Like, I just don't feel like in love with anything outside of the very top. Uh, oh, and then Ryu at 8.2. Like, these are not enough savings for me to move off of guys like Scherzer and Paxton who could just blow away the slate. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Paxton, especially just in this match with San Francisco, I mean, there's just nobody that scares you. Nobody on that San Francisco team that scares you. I guess the, the concern is that, well, what happens if it's a close game and they get a man on second base and it's the sixth inning and they go, well, okay, now we're going to try and drive in a couple of bringing a pitch hitter because it is in a National League park. But I'm still like, Paxton's still my guy tonight. Is, is that your guy or is it Scherzer? My guy is Paxton, but I like Scherzer thinking that he's going to be lower owned. I don't, I'm looking at the umpire data. Oh, actually, he's not going to be lower owned than I thought he was. Wow. Um, and I I don't like the umpire as much. I don't like the matchup as much as Paxton. So, I, yeah, I think it's Paxton for me as number one, but I, I don't mind playing them both together. You know, there's some questions. They kind of said, well, why don't you like Rodon? Like, I, I just don't want to pay this. Like on Yahoo, for example, 47 bucks for Rodon. I just don't really want to pay that price. Are you, are you a Rodon guy tonight? Wind blowing out. They, I mean, I love Rodon actually in general. And, and his yeah. ownership will keep me way ahead of the field on him. I think he's a much better real-life pitcher than people think he is. Um, and I think that there's, you know, this is an exploitable matchup. I do think Detroit's starting to heat up a little bit. I mean, not like better, but they're just a little bit better than they were. But I like, I like Rodon. I don't like the, I don't like the umpire. I don't like this situation, um, you know, terribly uh, weather-wise. But it's a good matchup, and he's, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he put up 25 here. Yeah, I don't think it'd surprise me either. I just, man, the price. I just don't want to pay that price for. Rodon, you mentioned some of the chief guys um, over on DraftKings. Everybody's going to be playing Justice Sheffield. He's going to come in in the second inning for uh, Kikuchi in Seattle. But on on Yahoo, we don't have that option, unfortunately. I wish we did, but we don't. What do you, just real quick, we'll touch on what are you doing with Justice Sheffield tonight? My plan is to be well below the field on him, okay. um, assuming that the field is. I just think assuming around twenty five percent. I I don't look he hasn't been he hasn't been good in the in the in triple a um we know he's got great stuff and facing it you know he could probably get through a couple innings just because first time seeing a hitter but i could also see it going badly like it did for Hearn last night and you know you see a guy just get completely you know he could get knocked out of there quickly um i don't i don't know it, it definitely is tempting but thinking the ownership's going to be i guess I guess it depends on where it is. If it's below 30%, it becomes a lot more interesting, but I still think it's going to end up a little bit higher than that. Yeah, I'm seeing about 25%. Uh, and by the way, you can also see that because you can check out ownership projections for free today. It's, you know, we're doing some stuff on Roto-Grinders this week, a little bit of free, a little, little bit of tasting from uh, the premium stuff for you guys out there today. You get free Slate IQ and free projected ownership. So make sure you check that out. Free for everybody today. Get a little taste out there. If you're not a premium member, first off, what are you doing? Get in there, be a premium member. That's where all the good stuff is. That's the goodies out there. I mean, the tools, the tools themselves are worth it. Plus, you get to read my boy Cheese's uh, article every single day, which is easily worth the price of admission. We had a question in the chat about Max Freed. Um, I have no problem with him tonight. I mean, it's uh, the Rockies. 
against the lefty on the road. That's just a spot that I've always kind of targeted. And I, I'm not sure he's going to be a core piece, but I think he's fine tonight. What about you? How many pitches was, will they let him throw is a question. I like the matchup, actually. The Rockies away from uh, away from Coors. Um, I just think I would rather play Rodon and much rather play Ryu. Yeah, I mean, they're just other guys to play. I think that's the biggest issue with... Uh, like, with if we're worried about... If, if our one knock on Ryu in this matchup is that we're worried about pitches and we're going to play Max Freed, that just makes no sense. Like, as... Ryu is probably, in reality, like, one of the better pitchers on this slate. He could be a 10K guy, if, you know, when he's going and when they're letting him pitch 95-plus pitches. Um, but, you know, he's he's the better pitcher at this at this price range, he and Rodon, to me. Well, and another guy that we're going to talk about that is... <laughs> you know, I mean, flip a coin, right? Robbie Ray, he is priced at the same price as Marcus Stroman and Chase Anderson on Yahoo. He is cheaper than Jared Eikhoff. He's cheaper than Tyler Skaggs. <laughs> Robbie Ray against the Cubs tonight, it's a reasonably high total. I, I, He's just one of those guys that you have to have some exposure to, and you also have to have some exposure against every slate. Do you have an opinion on Ray tonight? That roof is open, right? I have no idea. I think it's, it's open. I think that, I mean, that's going to make a difference to me anyway. Um, I got to take a look at that, but I, I don't, I don't find myself as interested in Robbie Ray tonight. Personally. Uh, I'm going to guess based on the total that the roof is probably open. Uh, yeah. For me, he's on the outside looking in, but I get it on Yahoo. Like he's cheap enough over here where I yeah. think you could, it makes some sense. Yeah. Another guy that's really cheap over in Yahoo is Matt Strom. I know the match against Washington's, not great, but he's only 31 bucks. I mean, he's the same price as Daniel Norris. He is... I have Matt Strom in one of my big buy-in lineups on FanDuel. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, well, talk to me about Matt Strom because he's somebody that, I mean, he's thrown decent enough the last couple games, eight innings, um, just two hits against in his last game against Cincinnati, the game before that at Arizona, five innings. He's had a total of nine strikeouts in those two games. Only one earned run allowed. What do you think about Strom? I mean, yeah, you have a nice, like, low overall total. Obviously, that has to do with Scherzer on the other side. We have to see about the weather. But you've got the uh, the wind blowing in at 15 miles an hour. Um, I think Strom has decent stuff. I don't, you know, I don't love the, the matchup against Washington. If it was a little bit better uh, hitting weather, I think I'd be ignoring it a little bit more. But I think that there's definitely, like, enough for him to make sense, especially on a site like FanDuel for me where the you get the uh you know the, i think he can go six innings strong here and get through it um I, I know we can worry about his stuff too but like i mean he's so cheap where he's cheap that i think that makes sense i don't know that i'm thinking about yahoo here i don't know that i would play him over here um okay why not because he's he's crazy cheap over in yahoo he is cheap but it's a little bit different where some of the hitters are like minimum and I think, or near the minimum, that I think that make more like you can find weird other value spots, at least as far as at least right, what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, I just think it's interesting, and if you want to pay up, and you know, one of the issues with Strom, of course, too, and the, these kind of guys drive me crazy that are two pitch pitchers. You know, Strom's 55% fastballs, you know, 31% sliders against righties. He throws more changes than curveballs, but like it's just you just don't see this guy throwing more than two pitches very often. And those guys, I'm always uncomfortable. Like I'd like him out of the bullpen as a starter. When you get to see a guy two or three times, a little bit, a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. All right. So you mentioned Robbie Ray, we're going to build some lineups over here on Yahoo. Let us let you guys know kind of what we're doing. We, you know, 35 bucks. I kind of want to put him in there and see exactly what we can get 
with him. If we're paying up, are we going 61 for Scherzer or 56 for Paxton? Uh, I would go 50, I would go for Paxton, but I think that like doesn't Ray make more sense than Strom? I put I put Ray in there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. That's right. Yeah, That's I think that, I think the other spot. Yeah, I think you do go with. Uh, I think that I would go with Paxton. Yeah, we did mention Madison Bumgarner, right? Because the Yankees are essentially everybody's injured, and I'm a little bit. I know is Bumgarner going to be chalky tonight? Um, no, and it doesn't listening? really make a whole ton of sense. He's. I mean, he's playing like a double A lineup. You know, I mean, in here, so I can do this since ownership projections are free today. I'm going to pull it up right now. I want to kind of find out yeah. if Gardner's going to be on. Because if he's not going to be we on. we got him at nothing on. Yeah. Here, I'm pulling it up, the uh, just the DK ownership really quick, because I know this one has been. 7%. Se- okay, yeah, 7%. Like, why aren't people playing Madison Bumgarner? Chat, like, let me know. Let me know in the chat. Why aren't you guys playing Madison Bumgarner? Or are you playing him? Because, again, he's playing a Yankees team that. I, I actually turned down the contract, if I'm being completely honest. Like, they asked me to come in and play right field. I was busy that week, couldn't make it. Sorry to all the Yankee fans out there. But this team is just – this team stinks, man. Like, I mean, look at this projected lineup. I know. LeMahieu, Voigt, Torres, Gary, Gardner, Urshela, Tauchman. Can't, did you know that Cameron Megamoon was on the Indians, first of all? I did after I found I, out he got traded. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I found out, man. Like I had no idea. So, <laughs> yeah, the chat says they they might have been not not been on Bumgarner before, but they are now. It's a six and a half total against the team that is missing its three hundred best players. Like, like oh no, Boss Bro likes Mad Bum. Now we're really screwed. Now there's no way he's going to do well. It's just how it goes sometimes. So obviously, you know, there are a number of pitchers we can play. Let's talk about some of our offenses that we're targeting. Um. You know, Seattle, you have to start the slate with Seattle, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, that's my number one. Yeah. I mean, it's just like life gets easier when you pick on Shelby Miller. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know it's, a, you know, the total's nine. I'm a little bit surprised Seattle's not favored by more, but let's take a look at some of these Seattle batters and um, who we can play, who we can afford, because a lot of these guys are really priced up. Um, if I'm playing Seattle, I guess one of the guys I'm going to start with is Daniel Vogelbach over on FanDuel. He's priced at five bucks, bucks cheaper than Edwin Encarnacion. You can only play one of them, of course. But I'm just going to give you uh, – I'm just going to sit here and give you guys a little bit of insight to what Cheese wrote today because he was mentioning that not only is the Texas starter right-handed, but both the lefty bullpen arms for the Texas Rangers threw 30 pitches last night. So all this bullpen should be right-handed, which means we should get – four to five at bets and really good spots for Vogelbach. Is that one of the guys you're starting with? Yes. He would be the number one on Yahoo for me. All right. I'm, I'm throwing the Vogelbong in there. Who else are you looking at from Seattle that you like a lot? I mean, they are all really pricey. If there was, you know, just priority wise and position wise, I, I get it would be Hanniger than Beckham. I, I find myself using Beckham more often in other places. Cause I'm not as crazy about shortstop. And I actually think he looks really good at the plate. I've happened to watch him a lot lately because I've been playing a lot of Seattle. And that's just sort of like a feel thing. It's, it's a weird stack to make, which is partly why the reason it's always a little bit less owned than it feels like it should be because they're expensive. And it's kind of hard to figure out exactly what which part to attack of it. But I think Hanniger would be a big part of the – would probably be the next guy uh, in priority uh, followed by Beckham for me. Yeah, you know, it's just really tough because I'm sitting here looking at a lineup right now. I've got Robbie Ray and James Paxson as the pitchers. Vogelbach, Beckham, Hanniger. Next thing you know, I'm 
I'm down to seven bucks per player. Yeah. Like this is just a really, really difficult. Uh, yeah. It's just a really difficult stack to make. Well, it happens if I move, you know, cause we already, we talked up, we talked up bomb Gardner. What happens if I throw bomb Gardner in here at 43 bucks? It's see, it's still really tough. Like, are there any cheap Mariners? <laughs> I got, um, like Ryan Healy. Is that who we're looking at? He's 19. I, I'm fine. I mean, I'm fine with Healy. I love Healy in general, but like, uh, he's batting i mean batting eighth that's okay like i mean i don't he's not it's not like he's like super cheap though it's not like you're saving a ton yeah exactly i mean even mal i mean malik smith is a i don't think you can stack seattle on yahoo it's unless you take unless you pay down in pitching um and you'd have to pay like pretty far down <laughs> well that's what i mean i mean i'm like i've got ray like, and bumgarner in there right now here let me just throw because you know catcher's another position that's tough to fill if I throw Nevaez, Vogelbach, Beckham, and oh, Hanniger in there, I'm I'm stuck. Well, okay, everybody's that price. Yeah, I know. Well, you can't play Nevaez though at 22. I don't think it's just too crazy. All right, um, so I mean, I'll throw Jay Bruce in there. I, I like do those. have a slew of seven dollar players that I think are interesting. All right, so okay, so you're saying you would want to like mini stack Seattle, I assume. I think that that would be the way. I mean, first of all, we don't have the lineup yet. You never know. There could be like a little bit of a surprise. What is how many, what Malix is that much too? Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. Um, yeah, it is tough to do. Um, you know, maybe maybe we just pick out Vogelbach as a as a home run bat for now. I, I don't know how you're gonna be able to do it. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. So let's yeah, and exactly Bosper on the chat. I know I was just making fun of you, but this is why Seattle's not gonna be high owned as far as a stat goes, because it is damn tough to stack them up. All right, so you mentioned some seven dollar players. I want to hear who these seven dollar players are. Who uh, who are the cheapies that you're looking at today? Uh, those are not the most fun names in the world. Uh, <laughs> Nick Williams, uh, Hanser Alberto. Uh, um, these are not. I'm, I told you, not the most fun. I know Steve Wilkerson's not a great hitter, not going to hit home runs every day, but I'm just going to mention him. Kendry's Morales is $8, but he happens to like match up really well pitch type and everything. Um, obviously, we're not going to be able to get the, the value that on Thames. If for some reason, you're, I mean, you're Giovanni or Shayla, like he's been hitting the ball well. Like these, again, it's not pretty, like, but these, I was thinking more like one or two of these guys as fillers rather than all of them <laughs> um that's the, what you'd have to do basically if you're going to stack seattle right yeah i mean or maybe uh, maybe dylan moore gets in the line if we could play him at third base that's true dylan moore would actually change and you know what he might actually he had a nice night last night there i'll put dylan moore there and we got like like this is the line but i'm mixing and matching some of your uh, value here it's ray Bumgarner, minimum price catcher vogelbach alonzo moore beckham hannah bruce and nick williams like this is this is not a fun team to click on. No, it feel it doesn't. It just doesn't feel right. No, it definitely feels wrong. And you know, sometimes not only are you looking at players that you want to stack, teams that you want to stack, but you got to look at who you can stack, and it be just a little bit reasonable as far as the pricing goes. So let's go ahead. I'm just going to pull up the starting lineup page over on DraftKings. I've got the Yahoo pricing here. I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, Yahoo for, Oh, no, that's not going to work. All right. Oh, yeah, there it goes. Yahoo pricing. I want to see where I can get, like, a bunch of guys up top that are, like, 14 bucks or less. Like, what lineup screams? Okay, these guys might be just a little bit too cheap. What I mean, is that that Tampa-Boston game is going to go, right? I think it's going to. Um, 
I, I'm I'm I was open to a Tampa stack, yeah. but I'm not like I'm not crazy about it. I don't you know it's it is weird over here because the this, the prices are really you know really does make a it's pretty constrained um, for most of the stacks that I like. I think Philly is interesting. Um, right. What what are your thoughts? Who who else do you have stacked up today? I mean, I'm just kind of taking a look at the pricing. I I I, I am I'm open right now. I I do not have a favorite stack. I'm going to. Uh, I'll tell you, my under-the-radar stack that I'm going to play a little bit is Houston against Corey Kluber. I don't think – well, I don't think anybody's going to go there. Um, meanwhile, you very rarely see a team total at four-and-a-half against Corey Kluber. Uh, the bullpen's not good, and I have a scout buddy who is completely convinced that Klubot's broke. So, I mean, I, I don't disagree. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. I think yeah. Minnesota is actually the stack that I would go for. But well, let's – crazy too yeah i mean like, like look at these prices in minnesota here let me just fix this grayed out section um i mean you look at minnesota kepler 16 all right that's reasonable then it gets yeah. silly polanco 25 boomstick 22 eddie rosario 26 cj crone 17 that's okay marwin third i mean <laughs> mitch garver's 18 bucks so when he's leading off i get it but like i don't i don't want to pay 18 dollars for brian buxton I don't want to pay nineteen dollars no. for Jonathan Scope. Like, yeah, we, we need some cheat here. Are these White Sox, these White Sox are pretty reasonable. And you mentioned before that you actually like the White Sox tonight against Norris, right? Yeah, you got a nice, the nice wind blowing out. Uh, pretty the nice run total, even though he's pitched well against this team and been really good against them. And I don't mind Norris on the other side. I could see. I mean, the White Sox general rule is you do like at least mini stack them every day, and then you usually take the pitcher against them if it's if it's a bad pitcher because um, they're usually cheap and they are in this case Norris fits that bill and they just chase a ton of bad pitches they'll you'll see it all the time like they won't score they'll have no runs and the pitcher will be mowing them down through five and they'll score seven runs in the last three innings or something um I, I think the White Sox are are really interesting like and I like Jimenez being back in the lineup I just they're cheap enough they're I mean they're afford they're definitely like really cheap enough yeah I would I think McCann would probably be the best play at catcher over here unless I'm missing something no, I mean, you know, lefty master James McCann, my apologies to Derek Cardi. He's well, I have a, a better narrative than that one. I've better Oh, wait, wait. I need okay, oh, the revenge narrative? No, I I I really believe that I, I don't care what anybody says. Catchers who spend their life who spend more than years, what has it been? What are you four four years with this guy, in, including the minors that they you catch for that long? Who knows that pitcher better than the catcher? Uh, yesterday was a funny example. Like Real Muto didn't didn't end up hitting uh, Caleb Smith. He ended up striking out, I think, three times or two or three times. But he had a, I think his first at bat, it was the longest at bat of the season, was 18 pitches, I think. His other one, he fouled off something like 17 pitches in the game or something crazy like that. Um, these guys should know their former pitchers the best. Uh, you know, you saw like also with Alfaro getting a couple hits off. I'm not saying it's 100% foolproof, but like you have a, a catcher batting cleanup who's cheap in a spot that we like, good hitting environment against a lefty who we think is average against, you know, the guy he's caught for the last four years. That's enough for me. All right, well, let's take a look at what a White Sox stack would uh, look like. I'm clearing off that Seattle where, boy, I thought I was going to like the team, and it's just, whoo, it is not pretty. I'm going to go ahead and throw in. I'm going to stick with Baumgartner. Like, I, the more I think about it and the more I just discuss it, and, you know, it's always good. That's one of the reasons I like doing these shows. You just kind of talk about it, and we realize, why the hell aren't people playing Baumgartner? And you realize, hey, it's a really good play. I'm going to throw him in there. I'm going to see what I can get. Um, let's see what's, what I can get with pitcher. Let's, like, here, let's see how – Fancy we can get with Bumgarner and Paxton. What do you, do you usually play guys against each other? Or are you averse to doing that? I mean, I don't mind doing it. Uh, it depends on the depends on. I guess I guess I'd be fine with it over here. Yeah, it's fine. 
Okay, so I'm going to throw James McCann in there. I'm going to throw your boy. Who else from Chicago are you going to be focusing on? So Abreu would be – Alonzo's batting further back in the lineup, but I don't mind Alonzo either. Um, those are, those are the, the main ones for me. I mean, obviously Moncada, but he's more expensive. Um, yeah, you know, you mentioned – He's not that expensive, actually. He's only 19 over here. I mean, him and Tim yeah. Anderson, all of these guys. These guys are all affordable. Yeah, okay, so if I throw Anderson, Moncada in there – um, don't have to play a second baseman unless you really want to get in on some Yolmer. Um, you know, you talk about a Bray versus Alonzo. I always find myself playing Yonder Alonzo, and he's always lower owned. He, look, I know that he's not as good as Jose Abreu, but the ownership makes up for it for me, especially when you consider you get the price discount. I always like Yonder, man. And like, I know other people don't necessarily do that. They just immediately plug in a Abreu and sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, who is Ryan Cordell in the lineup? Yeah, he's batting. He's batting ninth. All right, I'm gonna. Can I play Cordell in this lineup? Why would you play Eloy? I know he's a little bit more expensive, but he's just. Why not? I like him? Cordell actually. You don't like? Why not Eloy? play him both? Okay. I don't play him both. We know how to party, man. I mean, right yeah. here, I got I got a six man White Sox stack. We got <laughs> Eloy, Cordell, Anderson, Yon, Yomer, and James McCann. That's it. That's the one. Hey, I like I like big stacks in general. I just this team doesn't walk enough for me to try and fully stack them because they really all have to be going nuts there. So I would probably go with a smaller stack, but I do like I like all these guys, so I don't have any problem with it. All right, so we'll take out here. We'll go with a smaller stack. We'll take out Yonder. We'll take out Cordell. Okay, and then you know I I'm a big fan of double stacking. You know, somebody in the chat, uh, Olanda, who Olanda has not had a good run while watching Roto Grinder. So props to you, Olanda, for still showing your face, but. <laughs> You know, he says that on 15-game slates, stacks don't win. You've got it backwards. You've got it absolutely backwards. Because on large slates, there are more teams with the opportunity to go off for 14, 15. I mean, I'm, I'm not wrong on this, right, Bobby? I think both ways can work, man. I've won on big slates with the small stacks and, and the other way. I really believe that it's just it, – it depends. It, it, it right. depends on the slate. All right. So, okay, so let's talk about some other guys, some other uh, potential stacks that we can play. Are, are you interested in a game stack at all? Like I know we talked about Rodon and how we don't necessarily want to play him tonight. If that's going to be the case, shouldn't we be considering some of these tigers? Uh, Castellanos is heating up. I think he's hitting yeah, a bomb he, much better. Hit a bomb last night. Um, I've been playing him every day. So I, nice. I'm definitely aware of it. So I I'd like to, uh, yeah, he's the guy I, I, I prefer the most on the other side. I don't know that I really want to go crazy against Rodon. Um, you can play one guy, though. Yeah, I think it would be Castellanos. All right, you can play Castellanos. And uh, what about this kid hitting cleanup? What's, what's his name? It was some Dustin uh, Peterson. Yeah, for the minimum, why not? Let's go yeah. for Let's take a shot on him. Yeah, he's a – I mean, they're bringing up all the their up-and-comers. I got to gotta make a note here. Is Peterson even in some of the pools on these things? Uh, I don't know. I know over on uh, Yahoo, he's minimum priced over here. Let's do it. Yeah, all right. Dustin Peterson, come on down. I've never heard of him in my life. <laughs> um so we need some other cheap guys of course we want to do this i don't hate the idea of game stacking this though you know sometimes we talk about you know, these situations like oh wind's blowing out it's a hitter's umpire and then people only play one side to me when that happens i really like to find a way to get just game stack it and you know if because if conditions are good um if the conditions are good for one team in a game they're going to be good for both teams in the game. Um, you know, we'd have to have minimum price first baseman. Did you say Kendry's was down here as the minimum price first baseman? Kendry, yeah, uh, Kendry's is uh, eight eight dollars. Oh, uh, no, nope, can't afford him. 
Mm. Can't afford on this one. For the first baseman, yikes. I don't know if we've got it there. Is, is Chris Davis going to be in the lineup? I don't think he'll be in the lineup, will he? Uh, he will oh, no, he's not in the starting lineup. That is sad. That is a sad story. Uh, wait, wait, here's right a after he hits a home run, they stop playing him. Yeah, I know, right? They said, crap, we got we can't make fun of him anymore. Everything's over. But I mean, Justin Bohr against the lefty, like Danny Duffy hasn't pitched in however long. I know he's been fine in the minors, but we can't expect this guy to have a crazy long leash. And then he gets Bohr gets a game against well, that Cincinnati play. bullpen. Well, that's the thing. Like I don't know if they'll start him. That's the only problem. I, I yeah, I guess it probably won't. They'll probably DH somebody else. But man, I would love to see Justin Bohr against the uh, against the Bulls. That's that's your contrarian play of the day. You play Justin Bohr, knowing that he's going to get pinch hit, uh, get a couple pinch hit at bats against the bullpen. Yep. No, it's a little bit, little bit too nutty. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's nutty. Come on, it's, it's it's completely nuts. If you're doing like what I, the only time you ever do that is like on a late slate thing or something, or even like a a showdown or something like that. That's when you want to do that kind of move, not in a regular thing. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we were just talking about how the other team, um, you know, so a lot of times one team will be chalk against the other team in the game that was that went off. You know, we saw it just a few days ago with Baltimore against the Chicago White Sox. You know, White Sox, heavy favorites. They're like 35% on, and Baltimore is 5 or 6% on, and it was Baltimore that went off for nine runs. Just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> I, I do like two stuff in the chat. Just came in. What monstrosity of a lineup is Crane building? We're stacking up Detroit and the White Sox, baby. Hey, you know, if you're paying up for packs, you're paying up for bump. That's what we got to talk about. Guys, if you want to come join us in the chat, if you're over there watching on YouTube, I got a couple instructions for you. First, click like, click subscribe. It helps us out. We much appreciate it. Then jump on over to rotogrinders.com. Click the video. We're over here, and uh, you can chat right with us as we're doing the show. Good time. As always, what monstrosity of a lineup. This lineup needs an opposing pitcher's hitter and someone who's on the bench to complete this insanity. Wow, that is some deep shit right there, T-Silk. That is, uh, you're not messing around. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, all right, Bobby. Like, like, I don't know. I To me, these are stacking nights, and I don't even hate the idea of game stacking. Who are some of the other... Um, who are some of the other guys, like spots that you're looking at? Like, what do we do with the Cardinals tonight? They're white hot. My Cardinals against Anthony DiSclefani. It's weird for me because I actually really like DiSclefani as a pitcher. Are, are you you too? <laughs> yeah, I've always had I'm always had a bias towards him, and I think that like I believe in him a little bit. So I hadn't really put them high on my list because I'm trying to keep it a little bit more condensed. But I I totally get it. This team lineup is loaded. That lose you? Yeah, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, the lineup is so good, man. Like you look with all these guys. The problem is these Clefani's pretty darn good against righties, 50% ground ball rate there. And he doesn't throw as many fastballs as I would like. It's the guys against the Cardinals that throw like 60% fastballs, I just always freaking fire him in, man. I like that's just who that's who I want to play. And I I don't know. I just think these Clefani's good. Like maybe I'm nuts. I just I just think he's good. Boss Brooke wants us to look at a uh, Braves stack. The Braves. All right, let's talk about the Braves. I mean, against Antonio Senzatella, a guy that I'm not sure I've ever had success stacking against. He gets plenty of ground balls. What do you think about the Braves? Because it is they do have an implied team total over five. Um, they're cheap. They are cheap. I like the Braves a ton. Oh wait, they're cheap over here. Yeah, they are cheap over here. Yeah, they're, they're cheap on Yahoo. Where else? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the Braves. They're, they, I actually have them on. Now that I'm looking at, it, they're my third stack on my 
the script. So yeah, I actually, I mean, obviously Acuna would be the number one play for me and then uh, Albies and then Freeman. Yeah. And I mean, you could look at it. if you're stacking up, that's when you would play guys like Mark Hagas, you can throw him in Josh Donaldson, only 17 bucks over on Yahoo. I yeah. Think he's, he's a good fine one. As he well. actually, yeah. He matches up well with Sanzatella too. I like the righty power in this spot. Yep. Uh, Johan Camargo, another guy, seven bucks. Um, if you're stacking and then Tyler flowers also, it's, I always do well with Tyler flowers. You know, there are just some guys that are just like, yeah, every time I play this guy, he crushes it for me. And I don't play him that often. Maybe I'm only playing him in good spots. Another guy like that is like, I've always been really lucky with Nick Ahmed, which is a really random dude to be lucky with, but uh, he's always worked out really well. I had had Chris Owings for years. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just like, you and I are just like fire in the middle of the year on a lot. Infield. That's right. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> we're all excited. We're like, yeah, we knew they'd hit the lefties. They had yeah, like exactly. three, three singles, five RBIs. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can definitely do the brave stack over on. Um, is this is this okay? Is this monstrosity of a lineup going to be okay for you out there in chat land? If I'm uh stacking up the Braves. And by the way, speaking of chat, go ahead yeah. and fire up those. You got plenty of time, man. Go and um, fire them in there. While, before I get to building this break stack, though, I want to let you guys know this is the last week for the Sharp Side Street Contest. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you click the lock button with your with your phone. I gotta, I'm going to pull up. I got to do my lock right now because I got Britt's, I think, crushing. He's got like six or seven in a row as far as the locks go. Britt, I'm not happy that you've just been crushing it because that means I have to hear about it, and we all know how, how tough – it can be when Brit's bragging about it, but that's just how it goes sometimes. We got Capone in the chat saying Tigers, Chicago White Sox just stack them up. Bobby, we got bad news because when we agree with Capone, it's very, very rarely good. <laughs> we definitely agree, though. Oh, I don't fine. know. I'm not. I'm not stacking the Tigers. I'm just going to make that clear. I, I will play, and I've been stacking the Tigers, but I will play like a couple of them, but I one or two here and there, but like never. I'm not stacking them. All right, I've got this weird thing going on where like my second monitor just turned off i assume you can still see me okay everything's good i can see you all right well that's i mean first off i'm sorry about that but uh (laughs) yeah no i'm glad that's just it's just weird i'm not sure what happened like it just see it's just flashing on and off all right i'm unplugging it screw it we're done with one monitor man i'm going this feels it feels so archaic this is like a draconian setup right now i just can't uh i just can't even see what's going on all right here's a qq coming in from boss bro why is hinjin ryu so popular today bobby you're the dodger fan man let us know uh he's not so popular but i can give you a lot of reasons why he could you have the team that strikes out the third highest against lefties of any team in baseball he's probably like the third best pitcher fourth best pitcher on the slate and he's being priced as if he was the seventh or, or sorry eighth or ninth um is that right yeah um and that, those are the main reasons i understand the concerns about the shortest leash but if you're going to think about guys like freed or any of these other guys pretty much like the risk is sort of you know especially like him at home against this tigers team i just don't i don't feel extremely worried about him but i also don't feel like overly encouraged they've actually this is the kind of team that i feel like he actually could kind of struggle with but it wouldn't be like a terrible struggle. i don't expect him to light him up i think he's going to get through you know five or six innings with five or six k's it's not that exciting but there is upside there too all right, are you going to be more overweight on Ryu or Rodon? I think I'm. I was originally Rodon. I think I might lean a little bit more towards Ryu. Um, it'll depend a little bit on the Empire too. Once we find that out. 
All right, cash games. Rodon or no, it says Rodon, cash or GPP. Which do we prefer there? I mean, if you're playing Rodon and cash, like you're doing cash wrong. Yeah, although like, when I first built my lineup today, like he was in my original lineup. I don't know that it's that bad of a play. Like he's been, he looks really good. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think you should be playing him in cash. I think that, but who are you playing as your SP2 in cash? Or do you just pay? I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just going to play like, I'm playing Baumgartner, man. Like, I think you can actually play Baumgartner and Ryu together, and it's fine. But, again, I'm just going to say it again with Baumgartner. Here, I'm going to pull up the lineups page so you guys can visit with me. This is a six-and-a-half run total. Baumgartner is barely an underdog. The Yankees are rolling out a lineup that would not scare a double-A manager. And Baumgartner is going to be significantly lower-owned than everybody, all these other guys. And I just don't get it. It's just, I mean, we're in San Francisco now. Like, why are we scared? The power, you know, coming from it's it's Floyd, Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, and six guys I'm not worried about. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sakes, James Paxson. How many? Like James Paxson is the two guaranteed strikeouts. Mm-hmm. When's the last time he had an at bat? Somebody let me know the last time James McCann yeah, had an at bat. It, it it cannot be. It cannot be. Uh, yeah, very far. What about a Los Angeles Dodger mini stack? You know, you look at against Chris Archer. It's not been as good against lefties this year. And, of course, the Dodgers roll out just a bunch of stud lefties. They're pretty far down on my list, but maybe that's a mistake because you're looking at mini stacks. You can play Jock, Corey Seager. Bellinger is just on another planet right now. Max Muncy is cheap enough. Alex Verdugo looked really good yesterday. And um, I actually don't hate the idea of a lefty stack against Chris Arch tonight. What about you? I don't think I would stack it, but I definitely like, I've, you know, I, I don't mind it ever with the Dodgers. I just think that for me, I'm isolating uh, more Seager, Turner on Yahoo is just way too cheap. Um, but, and I know he's a righty, but still, I don't, I don't mind. Uh, but Seager, Seager, Turner and Muncie are the guys I'm playing the most. I don't mind Peterson. He's a little cheaper over here than he is proportionally at some other sites, but still not cheap, cheap. So those are the guys I'm mostly playing. Um, there's a question. Any love for Eikhoff tonight? Um, I am pretending as this this game like doesn't really exist. You take a look at the Roto Grinders weather today. This doesn't exactly look like it's game that's going to go. I'm certainly not going to play pitchers in it. Could you play some Philly bats? Yeah, I understand that. But uh, for pitchers, man, like I just cannot play guys from this game. Yeah, I don't think you can play anybody from that game until we hear other you know for that is for sure going to go. Especially like because it's not that exciting of a play anyway, right? Like it's not like we're missing out on the ace of the slate or something. I know the matchup's good. But it's not like yeah. at this price, like, you know, we'd rather play – I'd rather play Robbie Ray on Yahoo for one thing than Jared Eikhoff at the same price. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And here, I'm just going to read you guys the weather report from Kevin Roth on Miami at Philadelphia. Orange-red tornado watch in effect through 9 p.m. The rain and heavy storms will be moving through by opening pitch. I anticipate a start delay with postponement not off the table. Not ready to go full red yet because if the weather can improve enough, a full game could get in. Expect a gusty westerly wind to blow out to right. Yeah, I am not. This game doesn't exist to me. This game and the Mets game, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, this is a 13 game slate. Like, I, neither of these games, and honestly, the Rays Red Sox game is also right on the fence for me as well. Like, are, are you even looking at these games at all? The problem is, I like the Philly stack. Um... <laughs> That's where I'm having an issue. And it's and not just a full stack necessarily, but like, I really like Harper. Like, I think, yeah, Harper is one of the, you know, the better, like, I, I don't mind 20 for him compared to some of the other guys we've mentioned on, you know, on Yahoo. Uh, 
I like Real Muto again, another guy who caught his old former pitcher. Um, I like, I mean, I really like all of them. I like Hoskins a ton. I like Nick Williams is free. Um, Cesar Hernandez, even the batting seventh is, I feel like profiles well in this matchup. Like it's just, I guess I'm going to have to stack or fade it. And um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer for me because I actually do like some of these bats. Yeah. You just can't take a one-off from this, but the problem is like once the red gets involved, as far as Kevin Ross weather report, I it's off my it's off my list I'm just I ignore it completely I just don't even uh I don't even mess with it um here's an interesting question are we interested in the Washington weather I am not right now that is yellow green is in Washington I'm I have no concerns whatsoever now it is Washington and Washington likes to bleep around with this stuff but still I'm hoping now is not the day we had an interesting question about the angel sign why is it interesting because Typically, we don't like to pick on Danny Duffy. Meanwhile, this is a game, it's tied for the highest total on the slate. It's pretty much a pick game between these two teams. And the Angels won't be owned. Um, how does Mike Trout unowned against the lefty sound to you? I'm all over it. You, get, you, get, you, you had me at Mike Trout against the lefty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice warm weather. What about just Mike Trout? Have I had you there? Just, yeah, just Mike Trout is enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he's I definitely really like- well there, though. He always has. I, I mean, I don't know why, but it's, you know, look, Danny Duffy, especially, even if, look, even if Danny Duffy's okay, let's say somehow magically he's coming up and he's perfectly fine and he has no issues anymore with his arm and he's, he's still going to allow some home runs. All right. Mm-hmm. This is a matchup against the Angels that, is it great for strikeouts? No. Is it great for run prevention? Yes. But even with that being the case, this is still a real team total. And the fact that it's not going to be owned at all, even though it's warm there, like you said, I'm going to have to check out the weather edge later. That is not a free tool today, so I can't show you guys. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely check that out. Can you game stack this one against Tyler Skaggs, who's also coming off an ankle injury? Don't think that I'm going to be doing much of it myself. But I understand it. Like, we've seen some explosions out of this Casey offense at times. I just I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it. I need to condense my player pool down tonight. Although maybe now that it's opening up with with Philly, I got I got some room. <laughs> yeah, hey, come hey, come on in. The water's warm for the Angels Royals game. Um, any interest in the Oakland fly ball hitters against Marcus Stroman? Like, yes. I almost just never real. Okay, see, I never play against Stroman, and that has been okay this year. Last year, it obviously did not work out since he was atrocious. I, I talk to me about Oakland, man, because I, you know, Oakland all that power is pretty much right handed outside of Kendricks, and like I just. I just prefer the lefty power. I, I don't know. What, talk to me about Marcus Stroman. Ground ball pitcher versus fly ball hitters. Guy who throws a, a sinker. Like, you've got Chris Davis is like that. Like, that's the profile I want for Chris Davis. Um, he's one of my priority plays today. I think he's a guy I would bet on if I had to bet on somebody did a home run today. He'd be one of the guys I would be looking to. Uh, Matt Chapman also. But those okay. are pretty much the main ones. And then I don't mind Kendry's at his cheap price. Also hits those sinkers pretty well from the other side of the plate. All right, I like that. All right, and then of course I, I'm disappointed. Yahoo, you guys know I love you, but I'm disappointed we don't can't play Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on this slate. Like it's everybody knew he was coming up. Why can't we play Vladdy? We need that. To, are you are you going to be watching it? Did you see that the game's going to be actually simulcast on MLB Network so people can watch Vladimir Guerrero's first game? 
I mean, his dad was like my, if you could make a more fun hitter, I don't know how it would be possible. Like other than Manny and Manny, it's partly because I'm biased because Manny at least was a Dodger for part of my time. And when I still seem to like the Red Sox back in the day, he was on the team. Um, but I, other than Manny, I think it, his dad was my favorite hitter ever. And from everything I've seen and heard, like, I, I can't wait. I'm actually really excited. I'll have a ton of them tonight. I, I know it would be popular, but I'm just sort of doing it out of excitement, to be honest with you. But also, yeah. I think he's really good. He's actually yeah, you, like on FanDuel. Yeah, you don't want to – on Vladimir Carrera Jr. night in his first game, you don't want him to crush it and then you just not be a part of the fun. You yeah, know, it some, would feel kind <laughs> of stupid. But the funny part is it is kind of stupid to play someone who's high-owned who hasn't had a, a game yet. But, you know, it worked well for Okuna and Albies and those guys. So why not? One more. Let's go. Yeah, we got the dawn call of the day from Capone. That is Hunter Dozier. Yay, Rose. Like I'm going to try and set here. Let's see. Can't – can I open up my old Yahoo? Can I stack up this Royals game? Because like you said, the Royals are one of those teams. And then look, I understand they are typically not a team we like. We definitely don't like them in that ballpark. But they run, and they've got some guys that they get. Oh, God, I don't want it to be expensive. Like I, Dozier, I need to, like we were paying half this price for Dozier not long ago. And I, oh by God. the way, I'm a Dozier believer. This guy has more power than like him and Rowdy Tellez probably can hit the ball about as far as anybody in baseball. and. I like playing these guys, but when they start to get to these prices, I'm like, all right, Hunter Dozier versus who did we just talk about for 20 for the same price, basically, who's like one of the best hitters in baseball. I mean, that's, you know, these guys are all more expensive than all the Atlanta hitters, except for Okuna, like Acuna. I don't know. Yeah. Landa says he just took Dozier out of every lineup after hearing that from uh, Capone. That's funny. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, here, is it Chris Owings night? I know you're, you're the Chris Owings whisperer. Did he get in the lineup for Kansas City? I'll tell you what, I would rather play Chris. O I would be, I would bet it's more likely that Chris Owings gets two hits in the game than pretty much anybody below the, uh, the top two in the order. I don't, uh, I like the top two guys. They're just crazy expensive and I'd rather go elsewhere. Yeah. They're definitely expensive. And again, like if you want to pay, you know, this is a really tough stack. Uh, I'll just say apparently they're all tough stacks over here today, which is weirder than I thought. I thought there'd be some extra value opening up. And I think that there still will be like, we have that guy Peterson now that's a minimum, you know, value that's in the middle of the order um nick williams if the game goes is another guy batting fifth for a good philly offense like but we don't know about that game but it's not as exciting as i was hoping it would be yeah kirk d's in the house he just let us know that you actually can play vlad guerrero jr i don't know how i missed that but he is 18 bucks over on they really price guys up today it's yeah uh, i don't know if I, I don't know if i want to go 18 for him right now yeah yeah for it's, fun it's, on yahoo i'll throw him in the lineup but yeah exactly like it's you don't want to miss out, but at the same time, you don't want to light equity on fire. So it's like, right. I, I'm a little torn right now. If I'm multi-enter tonight, I don't know what I'm going to do yet because everybody's going to play this guy. Yeah. And, and you know, that's just, I, it's a four at bat sample. Like you're, you might get five at bats. Like you're, are, are you going to be, if you're multi-entering tonight, are you all going to be over or under on Vlad? I'll be, oh, I'll be overweight probably a little bit on him um but especially on FanDuel like I just feel like that's where I'd rather play him I, I like third base a lot and I I can play third base two third baseman over there there's a lot of reasons why he makes more sense and I like his price better too all right um we had a question in the chat about Jose Ramirez he's priced down here at just yep. uh 13 bucks against load him up yeah no I mean it's just like and look I know that he has struggled this year but it's still Jose. It's still Jose Ramirez. Like you just play him at that price. I mean, you don't you don't get cute. What about this Michael Chavis kid? This sounds like somebody that you would like for this Boston kid. 
Oh, I played him every day so far. I was gonna say, I don't know about that Boston game, man. <laughs> we need to find out about whether or not it's gonna happen. Yeah, it. it I want to play the Tampa guys. That's who I want too. Yeah, Most like I'd rather play the Tampa guys against what's this pitcher's name? I forget. Josh Smith. Now, yeah, it's Josh. Shane. Josh Smith, whatever. That's not a real person. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't. The thing is, I don't like stacking against like bullpen games very much either. And you get the wind blowing in in cold weight, cold weather. So I don't really want to stack. Like I'm, I'm not as excited about that either. Like about this one as much as I was to start the day either. Uh, Kirk D says always one offs on Yahoo. And look, Kirk D's is the Yahoo coach, so you got to listen to him a little bit. I don't yep. mind that. Um, there was a question. They wanted us to kind of recap our favorite starting pitchers. Uh, we can do that really quickly. Obviously, if you're paying up. Max Scherzer, James Paxton, those are the two guys we're most interested in. I like Madison Bumgarner a ton in that mid-range. He's 43 bucks over here. He's cheap enough on the other sites. It's a six-and-a-half run total. He's only a small underdog against the Yankees double-A team. I'm going to be playing some Mad Bum, especially in that ballpark where, look, it's just not all that concerning. You know, you let Yankees power Torres, Voigt, Gary the Goat. Like, I'm just willing to play Madison Bumgarner. Hinjin Ryu, solid matchup here for her. 44 bucks on on uh, Yahoo. Who was it? Robbie Ray is too cheap. He's 35 bucks down here. Also, I think Matt Strom is a little bit cheap. What did I miss, Bobby? Do you got anybody else? I'll just go in order real quick of my favorite guys. Okay. Um, Paxton. Uh, sorry, let me just resort it because I changed a few things. Uh, Paxton, uh, Mad Bum. I'm sorry, Paxton Scherzer, Mad Bum, uh, Ryu, Rodon. Daniel Norris for value on on not on Yahoo but on on DK. I just want to throw that out there. And then I want to mention just on FanDuel that Strom. And then there's one other guy we didn't talk about. No one's gonna play Mike Fires on FanDuel. You know why? Before you say he sucks, <laughs> I mean I, I could go through a whole slew of pitchers. Oh, talk to you on my, the floor is yours on Mike Fires, man. Okay, so this Toronto team has been i mean we saw we saw david hess your boy on opening day almost throw a no hitter against them and hess i remember you, you chanting out there hess we can hess um, we can that's right <laughs> i'm gonna read to you the matchups that he's faced so far now partly yes he had a bad matchup against this particular team so that's not looking well in my favor but i'm gonna still go ahead he's been he's faced seattle the angels boston at houston and at texas those are his starts those are not easy matchups any of them um for him to have a big game he pitched well against boston he pitched well against uh, the angels he was a last year we were paying 85 9500 depending on the slate for mike fires he has 30 plus upside he can strike guys out if he's on the right side of variance and not in those you know on the right side i'm sorry of, of babbitt uh those balls aren't aren't landing you're gonna have a guy who's around the plate he'll probably give up a bomb but he's got strikeout upside against a team that has been just absolutely awful versus righties now i like taking shots on Tellez, especially on the other side, and Gritchick. But I do think that Fires is a viable potential to get through six innings and six strong innings. And on FanDuel, he's, him and Matt Strom are the same price. So those two guys are the two paydowns on FanDuel, in my opinion. I'm not saying it's, it's incredibly exciting, but I definitely will have some exposure uh, in all my tournaments. You didn't convince me. Okay, that's fine. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate all, I, effort, all, all I should have to convince you is just say, look at Toronto about 75% of the time. <laughs> fantasy points against them. That's pretty much it. You're not going to play them on Yahoo. You're not going to play them on DraftKings. But at basically, you know, the minimum cost or near the minimum on FanDuel, that's a whole different range. And right, no that's one's a fair play. point. That's a, that's a fair point. And again, if you get, you know, six and six and only give up a couple of runs, maybe you luck into the win. Like, you know, I, I see what you're saying there. Like, I, 
if, if he's really near the I haven't looked at FanDuel today because he's really near the minimum down there. I don't hate the idea at all. Boy, I was whew. okay. As long as I don't have to play him on Yahoo, like I'm over here. I, you can't pay 34 for fires and not pay 35 for Robbie Ray. Can't do it. Yeah. 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 Of course not over here, but I'm just saying this is a FanDuel specific play. Mm-hmm. Kirk Dees is in there. He's talking about the Tigers too. Uh oh. What's going on here? It's not like Rodon is a bad pitcher. I, I, I mean, it's wind blowing out. Rodon can be inconsistent. I like the That's game. Yeah, no, I, I like the little, like, I'll take a Castellanos. I'll take a good room shot. Um, I just don't think I'm going to stack against him. I don't know. I, I mean, he can, he can lose control. Like, to me, that's the kind of guy you might want to consider stacking. Him. No, no, I get it. But I, I've already got, well, the problem is I've already got, I'm so locked into my, on other sites, obviously it's harder on Yahoo, but I'm so locked into this Seattle and Minnesota situation that yeah. it's really hard for me to make room to pay for anybody else. Yeah, and you know, that's the problem with like Yahoo, for instance. Maybe we kind of talked about this earlier where we said it's tough to stack today. Like it's definitely tough to stack and like your lineups. Look, really quick, let's just go through some of our favorite plays. Um, guys that we like, obviously at the catcher position. I know you're gonna talk about James McCann for those of you who are just tuning in. We like James McCann today, and you know, as Bobby was saying earlier, and I hadn't even thought about this, where he used to catch Daniel Norris. He's been successful against him in the past. J-Mac is a guy I can – can I call him J-Mac? Is that okay? Why not? All right. That's it. Because it's a bad nickname. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said it, bro. I know. That's why I, I said it, and it's just like one of those, yeah, you got to do a little bit better than that, Crane. Uh, Daniel Vogelbach at $19. I like. Who are some of the other first basemen you're interested in? Speaking of guys who can lose it, by the way, I just want to remind everybody, a mini Cubs stack might be in order against Robbie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the kind of stuff that I like. Um, uh, wait, who, who, I'm sorry, what was the one you just, the last question you asked me? Uh, well, we were talking about first base, and I like Vogelbach. Uh, who are some of the other guys you like? Vogelbach and Encarnacion. It's weird. I find that all the first basemen I'm using seem to be in the same game or on the same team. Um, so it's kind of a strange situation, but like, I, I like those two. I like Rowdy Tellas. I know I just talked about fires, but I think you've got, you know, this guy's got some serious power. And if you take away this, you know, you got a guy who, who's going to be around the plate for him. I just feel like this is a really good matchup that suits Tellas. Nobody ever plays Tellas. I believe in his power. Um, but you said, dude, Rowdy, have you ever looked at his picture? Hold on. Let me pull it up. Let me see if they have this. Rowdy Tellas looks like a beast. Dude, he looks like, he looks like a bearded Kirby. You remember the old game with Kirby? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he I, looks like a bearded version of Kirby. Yeah, but you wait a minute. Why does that not look like a hitter? No, I know it definitely looks like a hitter. But if you see him playing the game, by the way, he looks like Stevie. <laughs> like hundred percent. Like like the picture, he looks like a bearded Kirby. Jeez. Yeah, I was when I was watching him play last week. I go, holy shit, that's Stevie playing first base for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Props on you. <laughs> yeah. No, I like Rowdy Tellers, and at fourteen bucks, I mean, you could definitely do worse than that against Oakland um yeah, you've got, then you've got Chicago guys Abreu and Alonzo and I like both yes. of them yep all right so let's talk second baseman over here really quick um I think if this Boston game go Brandon Lau at $14 is way too cheap is there anybody at second base that really stands out for you uh, I always love Brandon Lau um I, I don't mind the minimum like I'm over on other sites I'm just taking a look what his price is over here um what is the price why don't they have the price right there Oh, I was looking for it on Hunter Alberto. I know this is not an exciting thing, but I'm just looking for – I actually don't even see where he's at in the order. I was assuming he's batting fifth today. Uh, but Albies is the guy you want to pay up for for me. That's the that's the number one guy we're spending up for. Um, I, oh, that's why I switched over from my lineup HQ to draft. Ah, there you I'm, go. I'm totally confused here. Albies um, is too cheap, man. Like I know you said paying up, but he's only 17 bucks. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over just, here, I love him. 
yeah, that's just way too freaking cheap for Avialdi. Is like, yeah, I just Albert, over there. Alberto is the minimum, and the people like laugh at this. Like this guy has been getting me there over and over again. Um, he's batting sixth tonight. Like we're not afraid of Perez. I'm not trying to stack against Perez, but I don't mind these value Baltimore bats at all. So, By the way, I forgot to tell you, I'm a believer in the Martin Perez tonight. Oh, I actually thought about him earlier. I was going to ask you about it. You, so yeah. you think he's got a shot out there? Yeah, he's 27 bucks. The fastball's up to like mid 90s now. He added a slider. Like I am, I am. And now he get and he gets Baltimore too. Like no, I am definitely going to take more shots than anybody should be comfortable with on Martin Perez tonight. Okay, well you now you just made somebody else do it too because I'm, I'm you sold me on it because I I'm always waiting for an excuse for somebody else to mention his name because. I, I always end up playing him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like I never play him, but I'm a believer. Now. I I always used to because I, I yeah, I'm a sucker for value pitchers who are. I don't, <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. So wait, wait, what, what position are we at now? Did we do second right. base? Yeah, yeah, we did second base. Let's talk some third baseman really quick. Um, you know, Anthony Rendon against the lefty, you can always play. Obviously, he's look at that really, wind though. It's not a very yeah, yeah. He's not really a priority for me tonight. You know, Vlad at 18 bucks if you want to play. I know you like Josh Donaldson a lot, and he's not going to be all that popular, I'd imagine, at 17 bucks, especially righty on righty. But you like the way he profiles. And of course, Jesus boy, Matt Carpenter against Di Sclafani. You mentioned Di Sclafani, or I mentioned earlier, Di Sclafani likes, uh, he's good against righties, not good against lefties. Carpenter, one of the best lefties in all of baseball. So those are the guys I'm looking at at third base. Yeah, you did mention the best guy earlier, but not this time. Uh, Jose Ramirez, I think, is the best play. Yeah. It's just it, he's back. He's back to being him. The lineup is coming back into being intact. I think McHugh's a very good pitcher. I just absolutely don't care who you're, who's pitching when it comes to Jose Ramirez, and he's too cheap and won't be owned. That's just I'll just I'll be way over the field. I'll be five times over the field on him until he's, people start playing him. Yeah, you know, third base is one of the positions that I'm just going to fill in last because there are guys at every single price. Thirteen for Joe for Jose Ramirez. Uh, Sixteen for Matt Carpenter. Seventeen for Josh Donaldson. You want to pay up twenty for Bregman. 20 for Hunter Dozier, uh, 26 for Anthony Rendon. Like, there are just a number of guys you can play at third base. Uh, shortstop, never a position we like very much. Um, Jorge Polanco, if you're playing the Twins, I think you have to have him in twin stacks. Tim Beckham, if you want to be very contrarian and pay 24 bucks for him over there. Um, that's just so much for Beckham, man. I mean, I love Beckham tonight, but I, that's crazy. Yeah, like I would actually go down to Andaltron at 14 bucks. He's been hitting the ball pretty well. Danny Duffy, a guy that can certainly give up home runs and at 14 bucks, he allows you to kind of get some other guys in. So Andaltron would actually be the guy What's I would go Polanco over here? I'm just taking a quick look. 25. That's crazy. He's, um, the most ex- he's the most expensive shortstop. So Lindor and Seager would be my guys on Yahoo. I yeah. like Seager anyway, especially. All right. And outfielders, of course, there are a million different ways you can go at the outfield. You have the money, play Mike Trout. He's twenty-seven bucks against the lefty. Like he should, he should. Whatever he's owned tonight, it's not going to be high enough. Like there are always guys that like like this, and they say, "Oh, I can't pay that for." I don't know. I'm just not willing to fade Mike Trout against the lefty, essentially, especially at low ownership. Yeah, this is when I mean, this is the I love these huge slates for this reason. Like you can we we can play guys like Mike Trout and at lower ownership than they should be. He's still he's probably going to pick up some, especially with some of these other games that have huge bats in them. You know, being in danger. But like, if if they were all going, like his ownership would be low between Bryce Harper and Martinez and and uh, you know that's like people are going to play those guys. So now they may not as much, so it might shift back over, which is going to make guys like Eddie Rosario completely unowned and, and Ronald Acuna way too low owned for great matchups. And then back to, you know, my favorite outfield play of the day, just just in terms of hunting a home run against a pitcher who I actually respect, but I think that Chris Davis is going to hit one today. 
Yeah, and I will go with um, you know, I'll go Castellanos. Why not? I like Nick Castellanos there. Uh, have... You're gonna make me play him then. I play him every day. I'm not gonna fail the day Crane says to play him. <laughs> I'm gonna play. He's gonna. I won't have any full Detroit stacks. So I'll have some mini ones, and he will certainly be involved. Guys, we got to get out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thanks to Yahoo for sponsoring the show once again. Real quick, I want to tell you guys: make sure you check out free on roto grinders today it's free slate iq and ownership projections ownership projections they should all be up by now slate iq is very cool if you want to see what has traditionally won on slates like what we're playing today check out it's it's a really cool tool it's one of those tools that you never knew you needed until you check it out and um definitely take a look at the free slate iq today as well as the free projected ownerships and also this is the last week for the shops sharp side street contest so make sure you download the sharp side app check that out try and pass up Britt because i think he's near the top right now and guys i think you can agree with me that we don't want Britt winning this so make sure you check that out and beat old brit divine at his own game but we got to get out of here for now i want to thank bobby for joining me on the show i want to thank the d trains for producing thank yahoo for sponsoring the show i'm eric we'll see you guys later peace to another episode of The Gambling Update presented by U.S. Bets. I'm Eric Raskin. Every week we're covering the biggest breaking news in the U.S. gambling industry. And we start this week with an explosion of sports betting legislation. No fewer than three states have advanced bills to their governor's desks in the past week. Indiana, Iowa, and Montana are all on the verge of bringing regulated sports betting to the people in their states, and all are, wisely, taking mobile sports betting into account. Nothing is a done deal yet, and governor's signatures are not a guarantee, as Michigan's outgoing governor reminded us last December. But optimism abounds, and not only in these three states. Tennessee also has made great strides this week, advancing a bill from the House to the Senate, and there's been movement in Colorado and Louisiana as well. Legal sports betting is currently available in eight states. That number should be well into the double digits by football season. In other news... One of the states where sports betting is already legal is Nevada, and what a month of March it was in the Silver State. In figures released on Thursday, we learned that Nevada had sports betting handle last month of $596.8 million, a record for a single month, and a sign that the spread of regulated sports betting isn't hurting Las Vegas one bit. For comparison, New Jersey's March sports betting handle was $372.5 million. At the Betting on Sports America conference in Secaucus, New Jersey on Wednesday, Governor Phil Murphy declared that Jersey would be number one in sports betting by 2020. You might want to slow that roll, Governor. 
Speaking of the Betting on Sports America Conference, that's our third major story this week in the gambling world, as hundreds descended upon the Meadowlands for what was billed as the largest dedicated sports betting trade show in the U.S. Speakers included politicians, former athletes, CEOs, bookmakers, regulators, and members of the media, covering a variety of topics. We'll be rolling out articles on usbets.com and its sister sites for the next several days, providing details on all the highlights of the many Betting on Sports America panels. One last note before we go, professional sports better James Holzhauer crossed the million-dollar mark on Jeopardy this week, and he comes into Friday's show as a 16-time champion. Watch your back, Jennings. Watch your back. That's all for this week's edition of The Gambling Update, presented by U.S. Bets. We'll see you again next week.
What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 501 on the East Coast, 201 on the West Coast, 401 Tennessee time. Of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called It's Called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today is one Paul Arrington, but everybody knows him as Boggs Light. Boggs, how's, uh, how's Friday treating you? It's good. You got some big tournaments, big slate. Uh, should be a good one. It's a big slate. It's a 15-gamer. I feel like this is our first 15-gamer the entire season because the Cubbies have been playing at home on Fridays, and usually they play home games uh, on Fridays during the day because that's the tradition there in Chicago. But, uh, Vox, I'm not sure if you're taking a peek as far as the weather. We may lose some of these games. One, Kevin Roth, chief meteorologist here at Grotter Grinders, he is, uh, he's on his way to a wedding. Uh, he's got some travel. He's got some planes, some trains, some automobiles. Uh, he's hanging out there with John Candy. Well, not John Candy. That's not happening. That's just not possible, unfortunately. Shout out John Candy. R.I.P. Um, yeah, but uh, David Walter, his, his, uh, his pinch hitter, let's call him, uh, he, of course, made, you might remember him such sort of things as doing weather last year when Rock was unavailable. Uh, he's telling us that there's a tornado watch currently in Philadelphia, Bugs. Uh, he's got that game at Orange Red. He's got the game in New York, the Mets that would be. Uh, against Milwaukee at Orange Red, currently Orange in Boston. So we have 15 games as of right now. I'm going to go ahead and copy and paste the weather report for you guys in the chat. That will be the Rotor Grinders chat, not the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. We much appreciate that. And, hey, jump on over here to rotorgrinders.com as well. We'll do our best to answer your questions, even if you ask them there on the uh, the YouTube chat, because our fabulous multitasking producer, the D-Train, Devin, he will copy and paste those bad boys and throw them in the chat at some point throughout the show, probably at the end. That's when we knock out the questions. Bugs, do you want to play amateur meteorologist for a second? I think that like it looks really dicey for Philadelphia and, and New York. Yeah, I mean, Roth picked a, a pretty bad day to uh, skip town here, but uh, we got a replacement, fortunately. I'm no meteorologist. The only thing I know about is marine layers. <laughs> uh, I, I could say it doesn't look good. And, you know, that I really, I really kind of hope these games uh, get postponed because, you know, it's, it's shitty weather to start. Uh, and just the, they were games that weren't a whole lot of interest, didn't have a whole lot of interest in. So, yeah, hopefully we get some more clarification uh, before, uh, you know, before first, first pitch. It's funny you say that because I kind of hope they go because I love a lot of interest in them. But at the same time, I guess – I kind of hope that like they're dicey and they get canceled and people take a chance on them. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm kind of written for, but uh, I'm with you. I'm not really, I mean, DeGrom, we'll talk about pitchers in a second. Like DeGrom, obviously one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's right. Uh, it just doesn't feel terribly necessary to pitch up against the Brewers, a team that has a ton of power. And he had this scare with an MRI and people were talking about Mets fans are freaking out. Like, can't we have nice, uh, nice things? They thought he was going to have Tommy John or whatever. And, all of a sudden, he's long tossing, and now he's back out there. And I assume now the Mets organization people have certainly questioned their doctors. Uh, much like the, the the Giants are out there questioned as far as their GM in the football, but um, like they're not going to pitch him if he's like if there's anything wrong here. So I assume he's fine, but I also assume maybe like he loses an inning just in case, just for precautionary reasons. Uh, I'm guessing if that game is clean, you're, I mean, because you know this is just not the slate, right? The yeah. Mets, yeah, I mean, on top of that, it, it's a tough matchup. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if, if the weather was perfect, you could certainly make a case for him. Um, but I'm taking the wait-and-see approach. I hope that game gets called, like I mentioned. Um, 
and hopefully maybe we can save DeGrom for, you know, uh, you know, a better matchup or, you know, one where he's, you know, something we're not going to have to worry about watching him being injured or potentially injured. Uh, did want to mention a couple of things. It is the last day of free premium. Uh, Slate IQ is free, not just Slate IQ, but ownership projections are free as well too here at Rolling Riders. Uh, and Devin is actually dropping both those link in, links in chat for us. And lastly, uh, we're coming up on the last week, I think all the way up to May 2nd. As far as the, the Sharp Side app, it's free to play. If you guys want to play the Sharp Side app, a streak game, uh, whoever has the longest streak going uh, at the end of May 2nd wins themselves uh, 1000 FanDuel dollars. And we're in the street. I think Britt right now has one of the longest streaks out there. So, Fox, we can't let somebody's got to take him down, right? And also, people scream collusion. <laughs> it's like it's an inside job for a thousand bucks. Probably doesn't really make sense or risk reward, but uh, somebody's got to take Britt down, right? Bottom line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think we knocked out all the, uh, yeah, we not, we talked about the, the free premium going down today as far as the slate IQ take a think of that that's really good from a tournament perspective talks about uh, how how what what stacks look good and uh, how traditionally how this slate lines up slates in the past uh, all sorts of crazy data in there that's way above my pay grade that I mean, is that something you dig into Boggs I know you roll out a lot of tournaments obviously is that something you've broken down as far as Kevin Cole's slate IQ because uh, it's a lot of data and I'm still trying to figure out how to digest it personally. Yeah, so, you know, same here. I'm just really not smart enough uh, <laughs> for a lot of for a lot of these tools. I like to keep things simple, but you know, he does do a good job breaking things down. And um, haven't really put, completely put, wrapped around it, but um, it's definitely useful. Yeah. Uh, all right. As far as it's a weird slate again. As of right now, 15 gamer. Uh, not a lot of teams are popping as far as offenses. We have Minnesota as the highest total on the board, around five and a half. Atlanta's got around five as far as their total projection, but it's a weird slate. And like, there's no like clear and obvious offense. I mean, like it's like Minnesota, a clear and obvious offense. Like we'll talk about bats in a second, but before we talk about the, the pitchers, I just want to get your, your thought, just general thought as far as the sticks. For, for the most part, I'm in an agreement with you. I mean, there's about, you know, seven stacks that I want. I'm going to roll with five, um, but I'm, you know, at least somewhat confident in, in two or three of those. So, and you know what? Well, let's hold off on those. Let's tease the people because later on in the show, you're going to give out your favorite stacks. Uh, three dudes are going to bang out homers as well, too. Of course, we're going to knock out questions in the chat. And also later on in the show, we always have a premium peak. We give away just some part of our premium every single day. There's so many things out there that we do uh, as far as the premium package. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to show today something you actually answered earlier is the expert survey. We're going to pull that up, and we're going to have you uh, defend your answers. I'm going to put you to the test there, Boggs. Uh, and we actually did agree on one of the things that uh, it's kind of conflicting with some of the other answers out there. So we'll have a conversation on that. Uh, and let's start right there because uh, I think we both absolutely love Max Scherzer today. Like, I know that's not a hot take or anything, but I think I love him today more than most days. And I imagine you're, you're there as well because the matchup is just insane. Uh, you know, Max Scherzer against a pile of righties. Uh, the only hiccup, if you look at the, you know, it's uh, here it is, Box. There's a trigger for you. We got a bad umpire for the for the picture perspective. Uh, how much does that concern you? Me, I'm not scared. Last time out, he what he was beat up by the Marlins, but that was goofy Babbitt. He had zero walks. He still had nine Ks. I love that he's coming off that start, and somebody might actually be, be hesitant. I think that's crazy. Uh, your take as far as Max? Yeah, he's definitely you know my clear cut top option. He's obviously dominant against right-handed batters 
There's eight right-handed batters. You include the pitcher, Strom, uh, who throws lefty and bats right-handed. <laughs> the only lefty, Eric Hosmer, he don't scare you. You know, obviously he's somewhat, you know, banged up. There is a little bit of weather concerns, but I think people are, you know, maybe on today are somewhat maybe trying to find a reason not to play Scherzer uh, going down to Paxton thinking it's an easier matchup. Uh, really, I don't think it is. And on top of that, as long as he gets his full complement, you know, his full, full workload, uh, he's, he should have no problems just mowing through these guys. And I don't care about much about an umpire. You know, Scherzer doesn't have a 40% K rate against right, right-handed batters because he, you know, gets all these looking called third looking strikes. You know, he generates those swings and misses. And he uh, he definitely might clear cut top, top option unless something comes out or the weather, you know, gets in, in, a, in a worse position or maybe they come out and they say, well, he's only going to go 90 pitches. But still, uh, he's got clear – Clearly cut the most top uh, most upside here. Yeah, on, on FanDuel, there's a separation in price as far as him versus Paxton. Uh, and I think I guess it's a conversation, I suppose, because it's a little bit tricky. But on DK and on fantasy draft, it's it's too close. He's too cheap. Uh, you know, he's well positioned, Boggs. We can both agree on this. Uh Scherzer is well positioned to uh coming off that bad start for the Marlins, say it with me. He's gonna circle the wagons, right? Like today is the day where he kind of bounces back. Is that what's yeah. happening? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and look, you know, every now and again, people have shitty starts. We saw it with DeGrom. And the Marlins are a team that has have seen him uh, a number a of times playing the same division over the years. Padres, not so much, not that often. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's definitely uh, in a great spot to bounce back in a big way. You fire up the plate IQ. And again, you were talking about the 40% K rate against righties. Well, if you go back last year and this year combined, 34.4% K rate, you know, total, 30.9% versus lefties, and 38% versus righties. So you weren't exactly exaggerating. Uh, and again, as far as the Woba, like the one hiccup he has in his game is like he gives up a – every once in a while give up a homer to a lefty, and that's Eric Hosmer. I know uh, if you look at his contract, you think he might be able to bang one out. And I suppose he can still bang one out. But Hosmer, is more, he's more of a name uh, these days, right? The name is more impressive than the actual numbers. I guess maybe his leadership qualities. <laughs> What's that worth to you, Bugs? <laughs> How does that fit into like war? I don't think it really, that doesn't meld in the war. I don't think I imagine that's not factored in. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I just feel like Max is a special game. Like uh, he was dealing with ribs. The, I'm not sure if it was, well, I'm not, I made it plural. I'm not sure if it was one or multiple ribs, but uh, if he's out there, you know, and he's, I know it's a cliche thing to say, but he's an absolute gamer. Scherzer. And I'm sure he's pissed about his last start versus the Marlins. He can't believe he gives when he runs to the Marlins. Uh, and I go that there's no way to quantify that. But uh, I think we see a special game out of Max. Like, I think we're getting at least, like, I mean, double-digit Ks uh, are on layaway. And I, I want as much Max as I possibly can get. Uh, it's going to be hard for me to get away from him in tournaments as well. On Fandle, probably I'm going to have some without Max just because it, it uh, restricts a build. You know, you can only get so many big sticks if uh, Max uh, is on your roster. Let's uh, move on as far as our other favorite pitchers. Um, well, uh, well, let's let's not totally spoil your hot take there in the expert survey. We'll talk about that soon enough. But you like, uh, you know, Madison Bumgarner is one of those guys, uh, Boggs, we always say he's kind of a bigger name than an actual arm. But he's facing the Yankees that are imposters, right? Well, it's not so much that they're imposters. They still got some, you know, good hitters. But it's obviously a great ballpark. 
And this is the way the Yankees team in, the, in recent series, at least against my Angels, I watched them closely. They were just scrapping away runs. I'm uh, sure they, you know, Luke Boyd, you know, hit a few bombs here or there. And they obviously get back Eric Sanchez. But in that ballpark, he should have no problems keeping the ball in the yard. And the Giants have a pretty good defense around him. I expect them to go deep into this game, probably deeper than, than, than Paxton, given he's the American League guy going into the National League. And he uh, should get a few extra strikeouts with Paxton in there. I expect both pitchers to have a good game. Uh, but Paxton, I don't think that the Yankees – seems like, you know, since – who was it? Chan, uh, not Chanho Park. It was uh, – Channel Port, Hideo Novo? I don't know where you're at. No, no, no. The guy, the Chen Ming Wong that got injured. Oh, he's the best. And then Tanaka running the bases. The Yankees, are just, they can't afford any more injuries. It wouldn't surprise me if Paxton went up there and took three pitches every time he comes to bat. And I think he's struck out in every single at bat he's had in his career. <laughs> Small sample size, but um, yeah. So I, I think he's maybe a couple uptick in strikeouts, uh, you know, should limit the damage. I expect him to go deep, and if he's not striking guys out, putting the ball in play with a good defense behind you leads to extra innings and a potential complete game. So that's why I have Bumgarner. I think he has at least the ability to go deeper than Paxton. I'm not off Paxton by any means, but I always hesitate when you get an American League pitcher going into the National League. Yeah, and if they get pitched it for in, say, like the fifth or sixth inning or so, something like that, at least the home guy is already pitched. Like, he's pitched that inning. Uh, you know, if, if Paxton gets, gets pitched at four in the sixth inning, which is possible, he's only one five. You know, he didn't get the pitches in the sixth there. Um, yeah, it's, and, and it's, let's speak on Paxton. Like, do you, you like Paxton, I assume? It's just that uh, when you compare the, the asking price, you think Bumgarner is a better value. Yeah, and look, we, we're, we're getting, bump, uh, you know, Scherzer at a relative discount. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen him, you know, on DraftKings, fantasy draft, uh, a lot more expensive in the past. And this is a great matchup, really for both guys. But I like the matchup. I like, I like the upside in terms of strikeouts for Scherzer. And you know, obviously, if he's healthy and going right, he's not going to get yanked early. So that's just my my reasoning behind it. Let's knock out a few more pitchers. It's a 15 game slate, 30 pitchers out there. Obviously, can't talk about them all. Um, look, man, the Klubot, like it, you're, they're not exactly doing like a full product uh, rehaul, but he needs some tuning for sure. And I'm not ready to buy Kluber shares when he's going into Houston that, to face that offense. Maybe the, maybe he'll get right, but it's not necessary because, again, the asking price on Kluber, you're not getting a discount. The Ks have just not been there, uh, and he's facing a Houston team that's got all his power from the right-hand side. Uh, it's, it's a pass for me. Uh, I like Charlie Morton. I don't know if I like him against Boston necessarily. And, again, there's some weather lurking there too, which is kind of scaring me off to some degree. Uh, do you have any thoughts on those guys, or can we move on? Uh, just that – you know, we saw yesterday Bauer. Um, he 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 outpitched uh, Garrett Cole, but it wasn't pretty. You know, the, the Houston they just don't strike out in their dangerous offense. So, you know, I think it is somewhat of a discount for Kluber. I'm not ready to to say he's washed up, uh, and I think he gets it going. I just don't think tonight's the night. And uh, as far as Morton, I, I, I'm not going to mess around him against the Red Sox lineup. With weather concerns, a Red Sox team really that's really starting to heat up with the bats. So it's just not a situation I, I'm messing around. I think you can play Ryu. Yeah. Uh, I think Robbie Ray is somewhat interesting, but 
it's I'm leaning more towards the side of him potentially blowing up tonight uh, against a very patient Cubs team that's going to make him work. They're not going to be up there chasing pitches, swinging early in the counts. So you know what it is with Robbie Ray. It's you know, is he going to have a huge game or he's going to get um, lit up? So well, nobody's going to play Ray Boggs because like he's more expensive than Kluber, than than Baumgartner, than uh, than Ryu. Uh, Carlos Rodon's pretty interesting against Detroit. Uh, I mean, if you want to play the ownership game, but I mean, for me, I just I think pitcher arms are generally more predictive than bats. And I know Ray, he just gets hits hard on the, on the right hand side. He can get wild at times, like you said, he's facing a Cubs team that's uh you know they, they are patient i i can't do it uh that's not for me but you play more lineups than i do yeah and again he's the ultimate gpp pitcher yeah, so there's upside there but i'm just i'm not liking the matchup against the cubs team they're not that dangerous they're just going to make him work and at least if i want to see uh, you know robbie Ray, i want a team like the royals i'll just go up there and just hack away uh, but I'm just not messing around with with uh, with him probably tonight. What about Radon? We've always known this guy's had the talent. It looks like he's finally starting to harness. Of course, he's still kind of always in the teetering on the verge, of just walking too many dudes. Three three walks last time out. Two. You know, would you believe our mutual best friend Pepsi is calling me right now on the Skype? Like he has no idea we're doing the flagship right now. How could he be so clueless? Really, honestly, Pepsi. Oh, unbelievable! And like he's, you know, that Skype sound just banging in my ears, and it's like a super loud. He's so, just excited. Uh, He's calling you to get excited about Platy. <laughs> he must be. I did talk to him earlier today, too. What a schmuck. Come on, Pepsi. Oh, what's the flagship? Unbelievable. Very angry. I mean, he's going to receive a very angry, angry email from me. Um, Carlos Redone, uh, talking about Carlos. It's more of a matchup thing than anything. He's never a guy that I get excited about rostering. You're right when you say he does have a little bit of upside, especially if it's against a, a really hit or miss Tigers lineup but uh the wind's blowing out there it's a bandbox of a ballpark i'm probably not going to go that direction tonight i think for me i want scherzer and you know fortunately we can work our way all the way down to you know justice sheffield um but in between there i like skaggs a little bit but i don't think he'll have a long very long leash um and i so i don't really think he's going to be a guy that you're going to regret, you know, taking the wait and see approach on, but I, I do like his price tag. The matchup doesn't scare me that much, especially in uh, Kansas city. Yeah. Talk about that leash for Skaggs. How many pitches do you think he can, he can throw? I, th- I mean, he can, I think he can throw as many as he wants. I think he's coming off an ankle injury, but yeah, been, you know, Brad Osmus, I've been thrilled with him as my Halos manager. Osmus <laughs> and Mike Sosha are falling off a cliff. What do you say first? Uh, Sosh. Okay. <laughs> if I can, he'll probably bring me down with him. He's a big boy. <laughs> he's he's, he's got a, yeah, a fair amount of girth for sure. So this is the conversation. It's a big conversation to have uh, more so, I think, on two pitcher sites. On one pitcher sites, like I can't imagine doing it. But you mentioned Sheffield's name in passing. Uh, Kikuchi, the rookie there for Seattle, is going to draw the start, but he's eventually going to he's going to play the role of the opener. I don't know if that means one inning, two inning, whatever it may be, but uh, they called up Sheffield. Justice Sheffield, who's a uh, an uber prospect, like a big-time prospect in baseball, legit prospect. The problem is he's not being promoted for being good. Uh, he's been terrible. <laughs> but he has K stuff, uh, and he walks too many dudes. Uh, and I believe I was looking earlier at the lineup HQ. 
uh, he drew himself an extreme hitters umpire. We saw what happened last night in that game. You know, of course, there's no correlation. But the other side, Texas, the, the their rookie could not get out of the first inning in his first ever start. He's 4K uh, on DK, uh, which is essentially the minimum. I think he's 8K on fantasy draft. He really opens up the world to you. But uh, it's frightening. Not that not something I can do in cash games. Certainly interesting uh, conversation for tournaments. Talk to me about Sheffield. What do you do with them? I think you can play him in cash games. Uh, you know, obviously he has the pedigree. You could say that. Oh yeah, the, that kid pitching yesterday was absolutely lost. Um, yeah. You can say it was the umpire, this or that, but that kid just clearly wasn't ready. Uh, at least Sheffield has, you know, debuted. He, he pitched him innings in relief, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Got the pedigree. Uh, he should get the win. Uh, it should be guaranteed, even if he only goes to the three innings coming, you know, in after Kikuchi. Uh, I like it. I like it. You know, the, the Rangers a little bit banged up in terms of their lineup. We'll have to wait and see what it looks like. But, um, yeah, what's not to lie? He's a minimum price pitcher with an actual pedigree. He's not some scrub like they're going to trot out for the Red Sox. Okay, so this year in the minors so far, again, small sample size, 18.1 innings, uh, eight earned runs, four homers, 14 walks in 18 innings, 11 strikeouts. Again, it's there the is Pacific, a – It's the Pacific Coast League, man. It's it's a, it's a tough to pitch in, in – that well, that's because the fences it's a it's the elevation the fences are kind of close or something like that but what does elevation have to do with uh, throwing strikes uh, i mean look i maybe he's working on things i i'm not <laughs> i'm not disagreeing with you yeah and i'm just saying i'm not concerned about this rangers lineup in seattle uh, and again i expect him to have at least plenty of run support and he's minimum price yeah, uh, and again, if you're doing tournaments, like, who cares? If you finish, like, the 50th percentile or last, doesn't matter, right? Ricky Bobby style, and, and that's kind of, like, the perspective. And, of course, he opens up the world as far as sticks if you want to pay up. Uh, I think it's an interesting conversation. We'll talk about bats in a second. Like, I don't love the big bats today. Uh, of course, your boy Trout. Uh, by the way, you said, you're speaking of your boy Trout and his teammate, and you said you're watching a lot of Angels games. What up with Tommy LaStella? Can you, what's going on here? We needed a, you know, a little urine test or what? I can't explain it. I still am not sold on, on the guy, um, but hey, he's he's swinging on a bat. He's thirty years old. and He entered this season with ten career homers, for what it's worth. I think he's at like seven or eight now. But uh, I mean, of course, he's never really been a full time regular. But still, that's a uh, an interesting uh, conversation to have. Uh, what else as far any other pitchers that are kind of worth noting? Of course, if we missed anybody, feel free to ask us about the the pitcher you're thinking about. Uh, you know, during the question and answer session at the end of the show, but uh, there's not, I mean, I like Stroman. Uh, I think Stroman pitches well today, but he's more of like a better, you know, a great real life pitcher, not great, a better real life pitcher than he is an actual DFS pitcher. He cares more for his ground balls than your strikeouts. Uh, I golf. I like if that game goes, but like, it doesn't look very promising. Uh, that's about it for me. As far as my, my, my pitching core is going to be Pretty small today, for especially for a 15-gamer. What else do you have for me? Or- yeah, I mean, I guess you could take a stab on Martin Perez. I'm not a fan of him, um, as I'm sure you all know. But <laughs> at the same time – changed his pitch mix there, Box. What's that? He's changed his pitch mix. And, uh, I think uh, we talked about this last time I was on the show with you. I'm not sold on it, but at the same time, expect a lot of run support, maybe some easy outs. Um, I, I, I'm not – haven't made a mind up on him, but – you know, he is cheap, so. Getting a message here in chat via the D-Train. He says, YouTube wants us to talk about Mike Fires. 
I, uh, I, have, I try to have a very few biases, but I just don't like Mike Fires for breaking John Carlos Stanton's face and then try to start a fight with the Marlins. That's a whole other thing. Also, he gives up way too many homers, almost uh, just short of two per nine uh, in the last two years. Uh, that's too many. Uh, and also, like, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is going to bang a homer off him. So right there at the worst, at the, you know, he's going to have a solo job with Vladdy. Um, I'm not playing Mike Fires. I don't think he's good. Uh, what's your thoughts? He's a gimmicky pitcher. Uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's got a, cur- a curveball, you know, slider, whatever you want to call it, pretty good. And then he just likes to, to change the eye level by throwing a fastball up in the zone. That makes it, you know, very susceptible to the home run. I, you know, I think it's an interesting kind of leverage play because we're going to see uh, Vladdy, you know, probably a ridiculous ownership tonight. And I think that there's some strong pivots that we can get into, you know, a little bit later. But it it's not the worst play in the world. But again, I just don't see the upside. I mean, it is the it is the Blue Jays, and you can't you know add in one player and all of a sudden it becomes a dangerous lineup. But I think some of the guys like Smoke have been underperforming, and there's still some dangerous hitters, and there's plenty of power. Uh, so it's one of those where in a tournament, I, I don't hate it, but I just uh, I think just don't need to mess around in that range of pitchers today yeah speaking of power you got nerd power leading off eric sogard who at worst doesn't strike out a lot and like you said smoke gritchick talese rowdy rowdy he's still like a bang one out vladdy batting fifth that lineup does look better to oscar pretty solid stick at least some power of course he can strike out 22 uh batting in the seven hole but like fires is not a he's a below average strikeout pitcher it's not a great ballpark to pitch in uh you know typically he's protected by that oakland ballpark because uh, that's more cavernous toronto more of a hitter's ballpark so uh it's a full pass for me uh, on fires somebody mentioned freed in chat i like freed prospect but the tricky part with freed is these days sure the walks are down but the k's are down as well too and k's are king and he's fine but again does not make the cut for me uh you mentioned pivots at third base Pe- uh, Pe- uh, i was gonna call you pepsi because pepsi's still talking to me in skype <laughs> leave me alone pepsi <laughs> how does he have no clue uh nonetheless uh you are boggs light and uh yeah you're talking about pivots that's the word i was looking for with a p as well uh pivots away from vladdy and i imagine one of your favorite pivots is jesus favorite player matt carpenter yeah well, what's not to like about carpenter he's at home against dace clefini weak righty uh he's dominated r- r- righties he's had success against dace clefini in the past you know it's a very potent offense in a pretty 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 good spot i hope they overlooked but i think if you just want to play him as a one-off certainly don't play carpenter instead of vladdy in a toronto stack but i think if you even for cash games it'd be an interesting pivot because we know carpenter's a better hitter we don't exactly know what we're going to see from vladdy in, in his debut I, I i want to play vladdy i'm excited i'm going to watch his first at bat i think that you know the Fans in Toronto have been really sad about their Maple Leafs losing. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're going to show up, and I think it's going to be, a, you know, a, an exciting atmosphere. I hope he goes yard, but I think, you know, if you ask me who the better play is, I think it's Carpenter. The Sharks, is that your team there, Bucks? No. Hell no, man. I'm a Ducks fan. Ducks, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, that was the exact opposite of the right answer. I apologize. So, you, yeah, I was going to ask, because the Sharks are the team that kind of got sort of lucky based upon some kind of goofy call. Is that like a against the the Knights, right? Is that people? Are, is there, there's some controversies going on? Controversy in the NHL? Yeah, I mean, 
you could say it was questionable, but I mean, still, you can't give up four power play goals. <laughs> that is pretty insane. <laughs> that was a fun night. That was the same night that the Dane Lillard was going nuts there uh, against OKC, and he had a walk-off 50-pointer there. Well, it wasn't worth 50 points in itself. It made him the 50 points total. And you mentioned the BVP as far as Carpenter. This is kind of like where, where BVP and like real numbers meet, or depending on how you look at it. Uh, Carpenter, 9 for 22 against the Disco in his life. Uh, that's with six ex- extra base hits, two dubles, one triple, three dongs. Uh, look at, and, look at Goldie. Is the oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Goldie pops too. Eight, eight for 13. And that one doesn't fit the, the, the narrative because, well, not narrative, but the numbers suggest Disco's uh, much more vulnerable against lefties as opposed to righties. But yeah, Goldie smacked around uh, eight for 13, three dubles, and a dong as well, too. He even swiped the bag against them. Look at that. Um, yeah. So for sure. And Goldie's probably not going to be terribly popular in this slate. Uh, let's let's jump around. Let, let's go to our uh, you know favorite players around the horn. Let's let's start a catcher. Who do you have for me? Because that's always a fun conversation. Yeah, it's uh, if you wanted to pay up again, I'm not playing anyone in San Francisco. I generally never do unless it's a day game. Uh, but Contreras is interesting. I, I would prefer to play him more as a part of a stack for the Cubs, assuming Ray you know gets blown up. Um, I think my favorite catcher to pay up for, oddly enough, is Narvaez. He's kind of coming to his own with the Mariners. I don't think his ownership's going to be terribly high. I thought the Mariners were severely underowned last night, uh, and that was only a five-game slate, um, and they're expensive. So I think you know people will try and look to save, and there's no problem with that. You know, you can go all the way down uh, to a punt, like a like a Sucre or Mathis, if he's in there, you're not using Sheffield. Um, but yeah, I haven't been, ex- haven't been that thrilled with the catching position um, throughout much of the season, and really today's no different. Yeah, I, but I, I was, uh, yeah, I thought the Mariners were kind of a, the second. I, I just paired them with the Red Sox last night. I went with, I, I just said, screw it, I'm going with all the chalk. And uh, that was a good time, although I was a little bit tilted about Hanniger getting the hook, losing two at bats. And of course, I thought for sure Domingo Santana was going to bang one out off of like the 37-year-old catcher pitching in the eighth inning, but that did not happen, unfortunately. Nonetheless, it was a it was a good night. It's been a good week, except for like one day, but nonetheless, it's all got, this is Daily Fantasy Sports Box. It's about today, not tomorrow, not yesterday. It's all we care about. It's all people care about. Uh, first baseman, let's get to a real position. Who, who do we like at first? Yeah, you know, you mentioned Goldie. Um, he's definitely in play for me, but uh, the guy for me, same same team as Narvaez. I like Vogelbach. I've been really watching his at-bats lately. He's absolutely dialed in at the plate. We all know he had tremendous power. It was just really the plate discipline early in his career. And, you know, he's worked his way all the way to clean up hitter. Uh, And he's facing uh, a really, really bad pitcher in Shelby Miller, who's certainly over the hump. Uh, A guy that's always struggled against left-handed batters and recently is no different. And he's not generating swinging strikes he's given a part contact that really go, all goes in Vogelbach's favor obviously he's not cheap but at the same time uh, I want some upside and he certainly has it TJ Crone, one of the uh, cheaper twins I think he's interesting as well kind of mentioning Miller in passing and not a lot of data on him recently because he's been injured but like if you extend it back to last year we're talking about 31 uh, innings in total 2.3 homers per nine that's too many uh, like an ERA over nine. Of course, we don't talk too much about ERA, but the Sierra is right around six as well, too. Uh, just And the swinging strike rate, 6.8%, not missing many bats. And I absolutely agree. I think the Mariners are a team you can go back to once again, although they are a bit pricey. I'd love to see uh, potentially Malik's lead off today. 
maybe he, he cracks that lead up spot. I think it becomes pretty interesting. Uh, Hanniger let off last night. Want to see how that Seattle lineup goes down. Again, not released just yet. Uh, Keystone position, Bog, second base. What do you have for me? Oh, second base. Looking here. This is a tough I don't one. like it. Yeah, no, it's it's been tough for me all day when I was making my lineups earlier. I'm looking down. Uh, I don't think I'm really want, uh, excited about spending up. I mean, yeah, you could make a case for Merrifield. Um, you can make a case for VR as well. But I'm just really not seeing it from those guys, especially in the stolen base department against a left-handed pitcher. Um, Altuve, don't really like him against Kluber. But, um, yeah, really, I mean, Wong – is intriguing, but uh, I hate playing guys that bat eight in the National League. Seems Worst times they'll get the bats taken out of their hand. And if you're a tournament player, sure, Wong's got upside and he won't be highly owned because he bats eight, but he's getting intentionally walked once or twice. Uh, that's going to limit the upside there. So I'm really kind of going down from there. Um, and I'm really trying to find some value with the position, to be honest with you. So I, I mean, right now, Oddly enough, my sec- favorite second baseman might be Hansero Alberto. Yeah, uh, it's funny you say that because I'm looking for guys that are cheap too. And like uh, Alberto's fairly cheap. Like he's especially cheap, I think, on Fandle where he's basically the minimum. On DK and Fantasy Draft, well, Fantasy Draft, you don't have to play him. Just don't play uh, a second baseman on Fantasy Draft. Well, you can in tournaments. You can do whatever you want in tournaments. But in cash games, I wouldn't do it. Uh, Alberto's basically the same price as Dozier, though. Uh, a little bit more for Dozier. Traditionally, historically, he's done well against lefties kind of buried in the, in the order to some degree uh, batting in front of max scherzer by the way for what it's worth because scherzer's got the eight spot it, uh, kaboom uh you might remember this is a this is a they called him up carter kaboom uh his brother was spencer is a guy also in the organization played last year i believe he's the catcher i think carter is the bigger name of the two if i'm not mistaken from following prospects and such but like you know he's making i think this is his debut is that right box uh, i'm pretty sure they, they called him up last year but yeah he is okay yeah too well it's his debut this year i, I guess he might have had the old uh, cup of coffee and a cup of joe last year that i may have missed out on uh it was uneventful i suppose but yeah second base is just it's just terrible i don't like it like maybe you're making a part of your stack or something like that if you're stacking uh atlanta for sure you play some albies i guess i don't hate albies as a one-off uh if klubot isn't fully working these days i guess you can roll out Altuve. you're getting a bit of a discount on Altuve, but you know it doesn't seem like uh from a cash game perspective uh like you said uh, you know, just try to get in and out as cheap as possible. I like the mouthwash, uh, Jonathan Scope. Just uh, don't, you know, I wish he wasn't batting eight and he's kind of expensive too. Alex Cobb is the other kind of Shelby Miller on the slate. You just want to, I mean, he's the most, one of the more vulnerable pitchers to pick on. There's a reason why Minnesota has a team total over five. Uh, but again, not the great spot. And now he is protected by, <laughs> protected. I use that, I use that term loosely, Bugs. Uh, it's not a pitcher, it's Byron Buxton behind him. It was, uh, he's good in spring training. He looks good in uniform and he's, you know, makes good outfield plays, but ugh, the stick is still, this is the year for Byron Buxton. He's going to break out. They say every four or five years. Um, all right. I'm done with second. You got anything else? No, nah, let's move on. Hot corner, third base. Look, hook me up. Oh yeah. It's Vladdy Carpenter and yeah. maybe Chris Bryant. I think he's a little bit underpriced, but Carpenter price is very attractive. I think he's, again, the better hitter uh, overall. Um, I think he's a better play, but, you know, I, I obviously wouldn't fault anyone for playing Vladdy. Just know that he's probably going to be very highly owned today. It's such a fish play. I know it's the most fish play in the world because it, 
you know, again, we always talk about narratives and yada, yada, yada. Uh, like you're not going to get any extra bats. He's still probably going to get four, maybe five if things are real going really well. He's batting fifth. He's not batting second as he was projected earlier. But I also think he's just going to homer, man. I mean, that's just the. <laughs> yeah. No. And hey, if it wasn't, if it was anyone else, I'm not, you know, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero's son, uh, you know, I, I would be right there in that boat saying, oh, this kid hasn't proven anything. But you know, we've seen he's got light tower power. He's obviously got the pedigree, swings a lot like his, his, his father. And uh, it's, it's exciting. So, yeah, I, I understand the, the, the excitement and I hope he homers too. But uh, I just, in my opinion, I think Carpenter is a better play. He, he hit 400 in double A. That doesn't, I know he's nothing in the majors, obviously. And uh, that gets me excited for it. I think last year was in 400 double A. Uh, he does have this incredible power, not just yet for what it's worth. Um, you know, it's there, but it, it, he's still probably not fully developed either. He's still pretty young, obviously. By the way, who was more fun to watch than Vladdy Guerrero, his, his father? He was one of the most fun baseball players that I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. That arm was ridiculous, by the way. You you appreciate the arm. How about the arm for the center fielder in Oakland? You like that, don't you? Yeah, he's he's a good player. He's the only he's the only person on that team that plays their correct position. <laughs> all a bunch of DHs, but he's uh, he's pretty damn good out there in center. You hate that Billy Bean ball, don't you? You don't like the way they construct those teams. Um. All right, uh, back, and like I, I, he's probably going to have slanted ownership for rare work. Yeah, I mean, it probably makes sense to not play him in tournaments, but I just I don't want to be up. I don't want to be on Twitter watching everybody going nuts about him homering and like not not being a part of that. It's the old FOMO, right? I suppose. Uh, hit me up at shortstop, Fox. Yeah, it's another one another day where I'm not really in love with middle infielders in general, but like you mentioned Tim Beckham, you know Miller through his career has struggled against lefties, but you know recently, and as recent as back as. Uh, 2017 I believe the numbers are atrocious against right-handed batters too and we know the Texas bullpen is nothing to write home about so Beckham I like Seager as well a little bit underpriced it's kind of I'm finding myself in this like mid-range but um, I definitely do like the, the the Twins and the Cardinals so Polanco and DeYoung are in play and Tim Anderson's in play as well I hate that price on Polanco, but like I think he's well, you know, well positioned today, getting a pick on Cobb. Uh, the chat's asking about uh, there goes going back a little bit, they're a little behind us as far as Lau. I love Brandon Lau. Uh, not the best ballpark for homers there in Fenway. There is some weather concerns. Former Atlanta Hawk Josh Josh Smith on the bump. Is, I think is this a bullpen game for Boston? That pitcher's changed like four different times. Yeah, the real problem for me is that at least according to the latest weather report from our pinch hitter uh, weather guru, there's going to be rain coming in and out of that game. And I'm pretty sure I could be mistaken, but it's been raining all day long and Boston Fenway park, it's obviously an old stadium has really poor drainage and they could have, they very well could have, you know, fixed that over the years, but once that field gets wet, it doesn't dry. So that's what concerns me about that game in general. But, um, yeah, if that game is a full go and there's no rain expected to be to come in in the game, um, I think it's intriguing. You know, Rays and Red Sox because they're probably not going to be highly owned. If that game plays, uh, I'm not sure if you've taken a peek at Roth's uh, weather edge tool. Are you aware of this? 
I haven't, I haven't seen that today. So the Weather Edge tool, what it does is it shows, this is part of premium. You can buy it out of the car, but if you have premium, it comes with it for free. Uh, and it's fluid too. It's always updating for what it's worth. This is as of right now, the current conditions of Boston, based upon 37 pre previous games with the current conditions, Fox, 37 is a sample size. Uh, home runs have been down minus 31.7%, uh, minus 9.6% as far as runs. Uh, and minus 11.8% as far as ERA. So the current conditions say it's really, really bad weather for homers in Boston. Does it mean these guys can't homer? No, it just means it's less likely from the homer. That's all. Uh, and again, that the temperature is at what, 48 degrees as of right now, 47% as far as the viewpoints, uh, 47.8 if you want to get all technical. I rounded down for whatever reason. Nonetheless, uh, let's knock out some outfielders, Fox. Who's our favorite outfielders today? It's uh, the Mariners. The Cardinals, so there's two teams I'm really heavily targeting today. And, you know, I can make a case for all of them. We need to see the Mariners lineup. Um, the Cardinals, they're a little bit potentially overpriced, but I think that'll drive down their ownership uh, a touch. Um, yeah, there's really, again, it's an, another place where I'm a little still waiting to see, taking the wait and see approach as far as Boston's concerned. Um, but really, if anything, it might be on the Tampa Bay side of things. And then obviously you got you got the twins with Nelson Cruz, who's you know a, a fantastic overall play. Yeah, and if you're looking for some cheaper guys, uh, like I, again, I love Rosario. He's really expensive, but you know for tournaments for sure. Uh, Teoscar is kind of buried in the lineup. We talked about Fires as a ability to give up fly balls, ability to give up homers. Teoscar's got plenty of pop. I don't think in fact he's buried, but you know what? One AB justifies the roster spot for sure. Uh, Richick is fairly cheap, so I like him. Castellanos, nice game, get up a snag yesterday. Ben Glennell and Chris Bryant is oddly cheap. Uh, I like. I know you mentioned Ray, but he gives up a lot of hard contact to, to righties. And Bryant's a guy, of course, who can hit the ball pretty hard. I, I just uh, just playing the price. Otherwise, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't necessarily be on him. Uh, let's jump to uh, our old premium peak today. We're going to take a peek at the uh, expert survey box, which you participated in. Let's just go ahead and uh, run down your questions. This is the weirdest thing because I'm pulling it up right now, and there's a screenshot of the two of us talking right now on the. Uh, the Twitter is actually attached to this page, and yeah, they caught us both at really good moments. But as always, the screenshot is always, yeah, it's the, the most flattering of pictures. Uh, they, and then, you know, basically it's four, you choose the four guys, four of the experts today was one Boggs Light, who you, you may remember from such things as uh, this show, uh, Mr. Tuttle, who uh, you're going to get in premium uh, next with JSU. Uh, and you know, there's no raw today, as we mentioned, with David Walter. Uh, we'll be pinch hitting and talking about weather as well on premium. Uh, that would be crunch time, which starts 6.15 on the East Coast. Take you guys all the way up the lock. Answer all your questions. There are as many questions as possible up the lock. Mr. Tuttle, cheap one cheese is good, who you know from Million Dollar Musings, and Notorious, who you know from the grind down and such things. Uh, favorite hitter in cash games, Boggs, who is it? I told you, it's, 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 it's Carpenter for me. Yeah. Uh, you have Dan Vogelbach. You've already mentioned him once in the show. All the girth in the world. You like him today for tournaments? Yeah, again, it's everyone's going to be playing um, Guerrero, and I think that the, the Mariners, because of their steep price tag, is part of the reason why they probably went overlooked yesterday. Obviously, Boston's in a better spot, but um, the Mariners, they, uh, they should be ex expensive because they're turning into the Oakland A's, except they actually can field a capable lineup. Um, they're just hitting bombs left and right. You're on an island uh, with, with favorite uh, cash pitcher today, and uh, and I, I'm actually with Tuttle. He says Paxton, he wants to pair Paxton with Max. That's what I'm going to try to do. 
just because I don't love the hitting today. And I just think I love both those guys from a pitching perspective. If I can't get to Paxton, maybe I'll go to, I'll go to, you know, uh, Bumgarner on the other side, I suppose. But Max is a guy who I absolutely want. And that, that's, that's your cash game pitcher as well, too. And it sounds like you're prioritizing despite the price. Yep. Uh, favorite tournament pitcher, you talk about Mad Bum. You want to reiterate that one more time in case somebody joined the show late? Yeah, just uh, I think the matchup isn't as daunting as you would expect. I think he's got upside, at least to go deep into the game. And you get America League, they lose the DH. And, you know, they've been trying to scrap together runs. You can't steal – you're not going to be stealing many bases off a left-hander, so. Uh, favorite cheap pitcher for cash games? Again, everybody else has Hunjin Rio. You, you went out and yelled them on, on Sheffield, and uh, I I just – I'm not going to play him in cash. I am scared to play him in cash games. I get it for tournaments. Uh, you know, who knows what he's going to show out there. Again, the arm is – it's legit, but, like, it's not properly harnessed. Uh, he's giving up homers in the minor league in a small sample size. Can't throw any strikes. He's got a bad umpire for him, but uh, he is 4K or 8K, depending on where it's shopping. So uh, it definitely helps you get uh, a lot of sticks in there. Uh, g- give me give me another sales pitch as far as Sheffield. I don't really have one except the fact that he's cheap and he's <laughs> he's not uh, some scrub, like, like I said, that they're trotting out in Fenway. Yeah, that that that's reasonable. Uh, and what are, what are you hoping to get? Like five innings, maybe, um, and five or six Ks gives up a run or two and puts up around fifteen points. Is that what we're hoping for? Yeah, I hope he just doesn't get lit up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what will satisfy you? I guess is what I'm. It's kind of the question. Uh, you know, again, I think the wind's going to be there. Um, so that's like what, like four points? If he went five innings, maybe he gave up you know a bomb to to Gallo. And I'll say this, uh, you know, Texas, they're not as bad, but it's just more of them being a little bit banged up. And some of the hitters like Andrew's been banged up. Uh, I, I think they're going to make him work. They're going to try to at least, uh, but he's going to start, you know, with that bottom third of the lineup. So if he gets off to a good start, get in some confidence and he, he certainly, he could, he could get there. Um, yeah. You like, uh, you like Albert Amora as a salary saver today. I believe he's leading off today. Uh, what are the chances that I'm always concerned that more more getting the hook? He's probably more likely to stick around up there ahead because he's a good defensive player. Um, I'm, I'm, I think you're one of the, one of the guys also. It's kind of cautious when it cautious when it comes to guys that might get pinch hit for if a, if a lefty comes in if a righty comes in. Yeah, that's not going to happen. He's it's a it's a very big spacious ballpark. The same would happen if this game if they were facing a righty. I, I would expect him to be in in the lineup in center field and same for course field if they're facing right he'd be in there okay so you think if a righty comes in he's not going to get swapped out for schwarber or something like that that's unlikely to happen unless it's you know it comes up and it's like base loaded no outs or something and they're down by two runs but yeah i mean who knows it's these scenarios are out there but they're kind of sort of hard to predict as of right now we know he's starting against ray and he's leading off and if he sticks around decent shot at five abs and he is super cheap for what it's worth so uh, I, I, he's in my pool. Uh, if I if I need him to make like Max and Bumgarner, or I'm sorry, Max and Paxton work, I'm okay with that. Uh, your top contrarian play. Oh, Boggs, you like Bryant too? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was waiting for like a sales pitch of some sort, but it's just Chris Bryant. He sells himself, I suppose. Well, I mean, yeah, he's, he's obviously he hits lefties better than righties. He hasn't had been that great, um, you know, since his – MVP run, but uh, 
I saw one of his home runs and he was driving the ball the opposite field. And again, I still prefer the Cubs as a, as a full stack, but you know, there are some cheap pieces like an Almara, like a Bryant and, you know, Robbie Ray, it's not, he still gives up the hard contact um, even if he's, you know, on. So I think you could go, go about it a number of ways, but I'm, I'm leaning towards the full cup stack. All right, let's kind of step away from this in just a second, but uh, we are running behind. I do want to knock out the questions. I do want to knock out the stacks. I want to hear the guys that the, who are banging one out. Uh, so start loading up those, those questions in chat. If you guys are watching on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, write a question in there, and Devin, our fabulous producer, will do his best to copy and paste it, and we'll do our best to knock it out in the next 10 minutes or so before we, we step aside for crunch time. You said you're afraid of having little exposure to Bellinger. So am I. Uh, he's expensive. I think Archer is pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm probably not going to get there, but yeah, Bellinger is legit. And I, I don't know. If I'm, I don't, I just don't know if he's going to make it for me, but I, I like him as a one-off of nothing else. Yeah. The only problem in, for me, it just, it's, it's more anecdotal than anything. I obviously can't watch the freaking Dodgers. Um, <laughs> you know, I, so I haven't seen too many of his at bats, but, um, He's he's a guy that really hits fastballs and archers. You know he's effective against lefties because he has that wipeout slider. I'm not saying that Bellinger hasn't figured it out. I just haven't seen that many at bats. Um, let's see. Is there anything else kind of worth talking about here? Which pitcher? Oh, you have a little no exposure for uh, yeah, as far as a high price pitcher. You put Degrom, and I agree with you. And everybody else, but kind of put Kluber. But let, let's let's turn this over. Let, let's let's get away from this uh, the, the screen share. That's just one look as far as our premium. There's more questions to come. I'm not hiding any necessarily, but we got to move on because, uh, you know, as always, we're behind on time and I want to save as much time possible as possible for the people to ask questions in the chat. Uh, you teased earlier, Bob, you said you like, uh, what, three or four stacks? What are those stacks? What do you like today as far as stacking them up? Yeah, I like Minnesota. I like St. Louis and I, I like uh, Seattle. Who's banging out some homers, Boggs? I need three dudes at three different price tierings, or just kind of surprise me. Who's going yard? Well, uh, can, can I say Vladdy's going to go yard? Y- yeah, you could say that. All right. I hope he does, at least. So do I. <laughs> Even if I don't have him, but I'll uh, do my best to get at least a couple of lineups with him. I like Vladdy. I like Vogelbach. And kind of maybe a little bit off the wall, maybe a game we didn't touch on too much. But the wind is blowing out, uh, Castellanos. Yeah, I like Castellanos, and he's fairly priced as well. He's another guy that, like, uh, if he makes my, uh, my my two elite pitchers, uh, you know, lineup work, I'm okay with playing Castellanos for sure. Uh, would you play Bumgarner and Paxton on the four-game slate, late slate? Yeah, I don't care about playing two good pitchers facing each other. I know you're giving up, in theory, some win equity. But, like, the wins aren't, like, that valued on the sites where I need both wins. It's not killing my upside. I'm cool with that. I assume you are as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'm going to play both of them on a 15-game slate. <laughs> yeah, there you, well, there you go. <laughs> that answers that question. Uh, Tim Anderson or Polanco? Uh, I'm on Polanco, personally, if I have to pick one of those two. Yeah, it's, it's, it's closer than you might have – I would have thought, you know, entering this season. But um, – I, I, right there, you can even throw Dion in that mix. All right, somebody wants a cheapie on FanDuel out of uh, Hanser Alberto or Vargas for Arizona. It's scraping the barrel for sure. And like, you don't like these guys, but you're rostering the, the roster of the guys you actually do like. Yeah, and uh, Alberto on the road uh, against uh, 
a worse pitcher? This is a good question. I like this one, Boggs. And by the way, we do have the Mariners lineup that is officially out. Hanniger, Santana, your boy Vogelbach, E5. That's Edwin Encarnacion, Jay Bruce back in the lineup. Beckham betting six. Navarro's back in the lineup. Healy and D. Gordon. Pretty good Seattle lineup there to face Shelby Miller. Give me your favorite three Mariners. I know one's Vogelbach. Yeah, Vogelbach, uh, Hanniger, and Santana to be one, two, three. I mean, I, I like Narvaez. Um, I'm kind of playing him more as a one-off. Um, and just one thing I'll say, you know, quickly, I'm probably going to have Jay Bruce as part of my Mariner stacks, but he's been getting taken out of the games uh, late here recently. Um, you know, is he fielding? Is he playing DH? I know, I know Encarnacion was a – oh, Vogelbach's a DH, right? Yeah, one of Encarnacion or Vogelbach's going to be DH, but um, just want to double-check that. Encarnacion played first last night for what it's worth. And yeah, uh, I could see like Bruce probably comes. Does he come out from Alex? Does that make sense? So he's in right field. So yeah. And then, yeah, the, they'll, they'll take him out. Um, not guaranteed to happen. And he's, but he's obviously been dealing with a little bit of an injury. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he finished the game, but he's still probably going to end up in my lineups because, you know, he's got a great matchup. Give me your three favorite twins. Well, I like Nelson Cruz. I like Polanco. Um, I, I don't mind the price on Crone, um, but I would, uh, I'd probably just pay up for Rosario. Uh, Oakland stack. Uh, I, the price on Chris Davis is nice for what it's worth. And they say, you know, ground ball pitcher facing fly ball hitter is a thing. So like he should be in play. Stroman's a guy that gets a lot of ground balls. Guy, uh, you know, doesn't give up a ton of homers when he's right. Uh, Morales is pretty cheap. Uh, there's so many. I'm I'm not doing it. I don't mind the Oakland guys as a one-off, but I I prefer the Stroman side. I, I think it kind of keeps them down for the most part. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. That was one team that I was struggling with today, but um, I think you know they'll they'll, they'll have a whole weekend to play Oakland against uh, whoever's pitching next. They want to know if you have the almanac box. Are you and Biff boys? Uh, what? <laughs> have you not seen Back to the Future, Gray Sports Almanac? No, I haven't seen Biff Tannen? You have no idea what Back to the Future is? Like, you, you've heard of it, Marty McFly? Yeah. You've never talking. seen Back to the Future 1 or 2? Or even, th- you probably haven't seen 3. You shouldn't see 3. No, I haven't. I've never seen it. I'm going to I'm gonna send you my uh, VHS tape in the mailbox, and you're going you're gonna to thoroughly enjoy it. Back to the future. I have to keep it in the actual player, though, because I don't, I don't have one of those, man. I don't even have a DVD player. <laughs> I don't – well, yeah. Well, I have a, a PS4, and I have an Xbox, so that, that works as a – you know one of those deals? No, you don't care for that. I, yeah. Uh, James McCann or Rowdy Rowdy Talese. That's definitely Talese, right? Yeah. Uh, this is a two-per box. Taliz and Marwin Gonzalez versus Crone and Kendry's Morales. That's Fandle Cash. So they're playing two first basemen, Crone and Morales, Kendry's, or Taliz and Marwin. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, that's actually a good question. I actually kind of like Kendry's today, um, but I would probably go with Taliz and Marwin Gonzalez. You got the Islanders or the Canes? Oh man, I don't ask me, man. I can't. I can't believe how some of these series have gone down. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I want the Canes. I'm rooting for them. I'll tell you that. So this is the conversation we've had throughout the show: Carpenter or Vladdy? It's 
Carpenter for me. And I think, again, I think you could, I think it, it might be a good strategy to play Guerrero in cash games because he's going to be so highly owned. But again, I just think Carpenter's a better play. Won't be as high owned. Give me a value play on Fandle. Almora, Nick Williams, or Melky Cabrera. Caution with Nick Williams. He is minimum, but uh, there are tornado warnings. You are going to want to watch crunch time next with uh, David Walter to get an update as far as what's going down in Philly. But uh, that is my issue with that one. Uh, Nick Williams, Melky, or Almora. I guess you run Almora. Yeah, it would be Almora. Uh, Kendry's play him too. Uh, they asked if I was partying last night in Broadway, and uh, no, I totally screwed that up because I thought it was going to rain. And then once I realized I didn't really care about the rain, it was too late, and it was just, like, impossible to get down there, essentially. Although it's, like, a mile and a half away. But, uh, yeah, I, I blew that one, unfortunately. My bad. Um, would you use Justice Sheffield for DK GPPs? You said yes. Yeah, and, you know, part of the reason I said in the survey, you know, he's my favorite cheap pitcher. I don't think you need to. I think you can very easily make a lineup um, around – you know, Scherzer and Paxton, but you, if you are looking for a cheap pitcher, I'd rather spend down and spend up uh, on Sheffield than, you know, dicking around with Martin Perez. Two of your favorites, Vogelbach uh, or Goldie. I, I like Vogelbach. He's been in there against lefty. So he's not really yeah. a candidate to get pitch hit for DHing. Um, so really not going to get pinch hit for him. Uh, I like his matchups, you know, slightly more, but I, I do have uh, a lot of interest in Goldie tonight. Interesting question. Is Garver too expensive? Like, yes, he's too expensive, but like in tournaments, like you embrace how expensive he is. That maybe the way to be different as far as Minnesota stacks, or I mean, you hate rostering catchers anyway. So a lot of times people just roster their catcher in a stack. So the price is too expensive, but you play him in your Minnesota stack, right? At least he's in the conversation. It depends. Um, but yeah, I, I would prefer probably same with Narvaez for me. They're both in the same boat here tonight. We haven't really talked about the Braves much. They're asking about Acuna. Uh, I like Freeman versus Sensatella, a guy that's going to certainly go under the radar, it seems. I mean, a lot of guys go under the radar on a 15-game slate. Uh, thoughts as far as Acuna and the Braves in general? Yeah, I'm just it's, that's one team that, you know, I'm, I'm worried about, but I don't have a whole lot of exposure to. I don't have exposure to that game in general. Um, I don't hate it. I mean, you know, if you if – you, all Vegas, they're probably going to – be one of the higher owned stacks tonight, but I just I, I don't really see Sanzatella getting getting blown up here in this spot. Give me one Padre that can get the max. Like in theory, it's supposed to be Hosmer, the one lefty. You're talking about Tatis. I, again, I just think he strikes out like I Framel Reyes. I love that power, but I think he strikes him out like two times. I think he strikes out Tatis twice, Myers twice. It'd be Myers. All right. Uh one more for the road before you step aside and get out of here. Uh, Abreu, it's different price points, so I don't really know. Well, yeah, Abreu or Yonder Alonso, one of those two. Who do you prefer amongst those two? I think it's Abreu. Yeah, I'll, it's definitely Abreu. The chat is saying it's Acuna's bobblehead night tonight. How does that affect things for you? Uh, how's it affected for you? Aren't you Mr. Narrative? <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I, I like him. He's fine for tournaments, but, like, he's not somebody uh, I'm necessarily forcing in there. But if it's a last man in, it's like a 4-3, you know, stack. I'm okay with him as, a, as an a la carte, as a one-off for sure. Boggs, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, any any thoughts for the road, or shall we just get out of here? Nope. Play Max. Uh, once again, do you want to remember uh, that we could drop the links in chat for you. It's the last day as far as free premium. Uh, uh, you know, we're focusing on one thing uh, every single day. Today, it is ownership. You can get that for free, and you get Slate IQ for free as well. 
join uh, if you guys are going to watch the premium show next. Uh, it's of course uh, at six fifteen on the East Coast. Please make sure if you're asking questions to the host, you're not using the uh, the Rotogrinders uh, white chat. You want to use the premium chat, otherwise they will not be able to see your questions. That's it. That's the show. Enjoy your vacation, vacation, your weekend. He's Boggs. I'm Dean. We're out of here. Ho!